Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP podcast. Stan C. Romaran Rafkam was recording on a Friday night. It's actually a double guest episode because it is all about British wrestling this week. British for wrestling. So we got special guests all the way from the UK. One of them wrestling in the world. One of them is a returning guest who we haven't heard on the podcast for a couple of years. Yeah. Has other, it been a couple of years? Yes, it, it has, has been, been two years. years. Oh my. And the other couple of guests, you may have recognized them or you may remember them from this past Sunday when they made their PWR debut at Vendetta. So we got Sosai King and The Regime both on this week's episode. But before that, we can't get too ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. There was a lot that took place in the world of wrestling. Let's start off. Oh, we're going to Yeah, let's start off with the bombshell that dropped while we were paying respect after Vendetta. Uh-huh. Actually, during, during the show. Vendetta. During the show. During the show. In the middle oh, okay. of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, I found out when I was having dinner. Mm. Oh, okay. So well. Trian De La Torre had to ask me, is this legit? Is Chris Jericho actually facing Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 12? It apparently is legit. Uh, Jericho's contract has run out and he decided to go and go across the ocean. Across the pond. Across, no, no it's not across that's the pond. not the. Oh, no, the no, no, across the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pond across the pond is, is UK. Yeah, the pond yes. is the Atlantic Ocean. The, the ocean is Japan. Yeah. Yes. So yes. Chris Jericho will be making his return to New Japan for what? What after twenty years? Uh, more than a little bit more than. Shit. Right. Uh, so a bit more no, than. the biggest piece of this news is that now that he's actually gone from WWE, and the fact is, you know about his crew, his wrestling yes. crew, his yes. rock and wrestling Razor at Sea and the Sea of Honor. Cinemont. He's got a great A roster of performers. And I, yeah. it's not just wrestlers, it's performers from music uh, and comedy, wrestling, all that stuff. And that actually strikes uh that actually strikes more to me because he is emerging as a statesman of wrestling. Elder statesman. Another right? elder statesman. Uh, if Triple H is gathering all the best talents in the world under NXT, Chris Jericho is doing something similar, if only for this event at sea. And the fact that he's taken his talents to New Japan and making sure that, you know, this other promotion, this other company the, that fans are now jumping on is, is burgeoning and succeeding, we have ourselves a new renaissance. Would you say, though, that it, it's too late in the sense that there have been a section of the internet fans who've been jumping on New Japan for the last couple of years? Parang, come on, Chris Jericho, but ngayon lang. Or would you say that this is a new catalyst for, uh, it's, it's like a takeoff point for something bigger? No, it's never too late. Thomas it is never too late. Chris Jericho is a star unlike anyone else that has shown up in New Japan in recent years. Mm-hmm. Past, what, six, seven, eight years, no one's really shown up the way that Chris Jericho... Not even Cody. Not even Cody. Mm-hmm. How about Brock, though? No, Brock, not even Brock. No, not even Brock. Because when Brock jumped ship, he was just like, oh, well, 
Ne. He, he wasn't at the level that he was after his UFC run. So right now, where you stand is Chris Jericho, a little past his prime, but still very much. Oh, how would you say this? He's, a, he's now a le- legend, living legend. Yeah, he's on that level now. He goes Brock to New Japan. Eh? Brock was this guy who left WWE when he went to New Japan. Yeah, na parang Brock was on Cody's current level when he. You know, man, I wouldn't say so. But uh, a little bit more, yeah, a little, little bit, bit less. more, because he was champion. True. What's True. interesting is it finally puts to rest all of the dirt sheet shit about how oh Jericho and Kenny Omega are enemies now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were firing shots on Twitter. They never bought in the first place, right? Y'all got work though. Yeah, we all got work. Y'all got work. No, if you bought into that, y'all got work. So we're we're pretty happy about this. I for one am excited, and I think it's unfortunate that this announcement just came now because obviously tickets to Japan are now really expensive. Really, really expensive. It's about sixty thousand to fly round trip. Yep. Yeah, so fat chance for all of you who are hoping to fly and catch the show at the Tokyo Dome. Myself That's, included. If, if you happen to have a big wad of cash, you can just burn right now, then good for you. But for the rest of us plebeians, we're going to have to settle for uh, New Japan World or whatever whatever stream you're going to find yourself oh. Or whatever or viewing or party that will be organized by your gracious hosts. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of viewing parties, we've got one for Survivor Series because it's on the play mm. So as early as now, mm-hmm. let's, let's confirm that it's gonna be happening at Skinny Mike's as usual, six a.m. call time, three hundred pesos door charge, and it comes with a free drink. Mm-hmm. And of course, you get to enjoy Survivor Series. Kurt Angle representing Team Raw, uh, Shane McMahon on SmackDown. Shane McMahon representing Team SmackDown. Yeah, AJ Styles as WWE Champion going up against Universal oh! Champion Brock Lesnar. Are we getting into that though? Yeah, we are about to. But let me finish the plug. Finish the plug, sir. All right, so we're, gonna, we're all gonna be there. Uh, hundreds of Filipino fans screaming, marking out. Shouting all sorts of shit. Uh, probably not hearing commentary, which, you know, good for us if uh-huh. you know, you're tired of Byron Saxon and Michael Cole. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you've ever been to one of our standard, uh, our signature viewing parties, you know what to expect. But mm. in case you don't, here's what you can expect. Well, you can expect a lot of people chanting and booing the right people they want to boo. Cheering yes. the people they want to cheer. Uh, smarky audiences. Smarky audiences. And, well, you will expect, as Camus mentioned, AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar in the main event. <laughs> the main event. Confirmed about it. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not confirmed. You can confirm. Yeah, yeah. Can you Survivor if, Series or you want to? It's either or at this, or point, at this though, point. Yeah, it's either or, definitely. Yeah. No, at this I, point, which would you see? Uh, champion versus champion. Yeah, man. There's no way Brock Lesnar's not main event. Uh, that's true, actually. That's true. That is a good point. Because, you know, the only big that draw on the other point. side is... Kurt Angle. John Cena. Also. Mm. Well, I, I guess. Oh, come on. Right, yeah, so, he's so, a big draw. So let's, let's get draw. into it, right? All right. Because um, the, the huge talking point uh, after this week's Raw and SmackDown is that they reshuffled the deck mm-hmm. heading into Survivor Series. In uh, London. In London. In Just London. In, keeping in Manchester. Theme. Oh, was it Manchester? Both, both shows were in Manchester. Yes, yes. both shows were in okay. I'm not paying attention. All right, sorry, but they did hit the O2. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wembley. You know when it was Wembley? It doesn't matter, Camus. Shut up. All right, it's okay. Uh... As we all know now, AJ Styles won the championship from Jinder Mahal at at SmackDown on an episode of SmackDown, and it kind of showcases what we are we've been seeing this week at least. Let's that, drop a fun fact first. Uh, Last time it happened was two thousand three. Sure. Oh, which did they mention? Which was a long time ago. Right. So uh, WWE Championship. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The World Heavyweight Championship was changed at uh, episode of SmackDown in twenty eleven. Oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian. Christian, yes. When you yes. dropped it to Orton. Mm. Mm. So, uh, as you mentioned, um, as we mentioned, they are reshuffling the deck. It means that they have set the champion versus champion formula for the show 
and now they're kind of working their way towards a better card by changing hands, at least this week, on, on the TV shows. It's kind of funny when you think about it. It's, I'm, not, I'm really not quite sure what to make of it because on one hand, yes, it's a nice way to, to react to how the audience is. In mm-hmm. it. It's better to at least react and make the necessary changes instead of making... Uh, proactive yeah, reaction. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's not a it's proactive reaction. It's reactive. Because people have reacted to the Jinder Mahal show. Uh-huh. Mm. It's actually a long, long overdue reaction, by the way. So, on one hand, yeah, it's nice because you know that they're reacting. They're thinking on their feet. On the other hand, it kind of shows you how weak their long-term planning is. Yeah, because hey, if so, they can grab no. someone like John Cena out of nowhere oh. and bring him back from Raw to SmackDown. Mm. Uh, mm. On social media, mind you. Yeah. What, what does that say about where they really saw John Cena oh, in the next right. couple of months? It's true. Especially after he just feuded with Roman Reigns at No Mercy, which oh, was yeah. just, what, two months ago? Uh, yeah, it's not much of a break for him. But, uh, no, do we like the fact that they can change everything on the fly if they have to? I still do. Uh-huh. I'll live with it. Yeah, uh, it's not something that I'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah great A shit, but I, would, I, I, I am willingly accepting the fact that yeah, AJ like, Slaz is my champion. It's like our SmackDown <laughs> reviewer said, though, but I don't... Uh, on one hand, if they did this before, if they made this change a long time ago, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't need to suddenly change their plans. Yeah. So where does the because when you think about it, where does this leave Jinder now? See, he's been the one challenging for, he's been the one challenging Brock Lesnar and making sure that he gets his shots in. Now, where does that leave him after that? It's kind of weird eh, if you make it a triple threat. Uh-huh. I said the idea was champion but, versus champion. No, I wasn't expecting it to be triple threat, but uh, what? Do we leave it open now for Jinder to interfere and cost AJ Styles the match? Yeah, then, I think so because that that's the long term booking. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that sets up the rivalry. But but then you have a rumble. You have you have a feud until January. Here, here's uh, here's an argument that I saw online. Uh, it would have been better to have Brock versus Jinder because. If we're going by the if we're going by the usual Brock Lesnar match result in which he destroys the hit whatever whoever is in front, in front of, of him, oh, he's not gender. He's at least not as established yet, and it's gender. Yeah, and it's yeah. gender. We're asked. We're asked now that it's AJ Styles. If he's just going to get fed to Brock Lesnar, what, what do we feel about that? But do, yeah. do we feel that our good hero deserves this? But will we really good complain hero, even if AJ puts out a five star match? I don't. I don't expect uh, a five star match. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, not either. You, you saw what happened with with Goldberg and John Cena and stuff like that. Because at this point, story match stuff for sure. Yeah. Nah. AJ. AJ versus Brock is not going to be the showcase that we want. That it could be. Yeah. Now it's not. It's not the dream match right now. It's like, sort of Brock's platform yeah. just to make himself relevant. Yeah. It's the over under is still ten minutes. So yeah. why are we still excited about this then? Why I, is there still hype? Because we think that AJ Styles is going to pull out a better match from Brock than Jinder is. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, can you live... I'm asking you who's listening to this right now. Can you live with the fact that AJ is going to get fed to Brock? Well, not necessarily fed, but he will take the loss. Because the way I see it, I'm more comfortable with AJ getting a bigger spotlight in this champion versus champion hour. As opposed to him just being a cog in the five-on-five. Okay. Mm. So when you look at it that way, I think it... Uh, builds AJ up as a bigger deal oh. regardless of the result mm. Mm. by the end of Survivor Series so right. I guess uh, I guess we're all hoping that Jinder comes in and steals it for him yeah yeah to an extent uh-huh. and I um, this is gonna sound so cliche oh, but right. at this point this is all a matter of perspective uh-huh. yeah 
Like, how do you look at the situation? How do you look at how they're booking AJ right now? Mm-hmm. How, how do you, you cut it at, up? Yeah, how do you cut it up? Given uh, Jinder is still a, a looming threat somehow, somewhere he, he, he's cast a shadow over this because he started it in the first yeah, place. He, he did. He gave fame, right? He did. All right. So, do you think there are any other title changes happening before we yes. go home? Absolutely. Yes. Women's championship. Uh, Nat, Natty's dropping the shot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Next week, then. Yeah, I'm gonna put my money on that. Uh, no, there's That's no way fair. Natty versus Alexa is gonna drop. Yeah. Kite na Alexa is the best, uh, the best female character they have uh, on the on the roster right, right now. Right now, yeah, yeah. Farinha, uh, do we do we let the champion versus champion formula dictate the the build up for this? But are, are we letting this happen because oh, hey, may formula naman nandito? They set it up na. Yeah. I think they should because ideally, when you're the champion, you're the best in your division, yeah. so you represent yeah. your brand. And uh. if it's brand versus brand, if it's bragging rights up for grabs, then dapat uh, talaga it's champion versus champion. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, as logical as, as you can get, barring uh, you know, with, without power rankings or yeah. actual power rankings sure. in place. <laughs> and when have that, those been relevant? Never. Exactly. Only in the video games. All right. Yeah. So so there. Uh, anything else you wanna uh, you, you wanna break down before we get our esteemed guests? No. You good? I'm good. You good? All right. So we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we got the regime on deck. Stay with us. You guys caught them last Sunday at PWR Vendetta when they made their official debut on Philippine soil. Please welcome to the podcast for the very first time, T- uh, Tengu and Dr. Hertz, the regime. Hello. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, hey. Let's right, identify so, you Yeah, guys. let's just identify so. them. Yeah, yeah. Who's who? Uh, who's so who's so speaking? Yes. Who owns so which voice? I'm, I'm Neil. I, I suppose portray Dr. Hertz, I suppose you could use the phrase. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and this voice is Tengu. Wow. I'm, I'm the red one, <laughs> one of the red face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're actually so more used voices. to calling them by their shoot name. So your shoot name is Ash, right? Yes. Uh, and Ash okay. is the we're, Pinoy one. We're going to go there. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so I, I, Ash I, I, is the Pinoy one. And no, 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 no surprise, the, because uh, Tengu is actually Pinoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people probably might not know that. Yeah. Right, and when you see his mask, uh, the characters are... Uh, in, I, in, I read them in Chinese, obviously, because of my yeah. background. So it's Tianko, so it means uh, heaven dog or heavenly dog. Heavenly dog, dog yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it means the same thing apparently in Japanese. Yes. Wow. All right. So did not know that. Let, let's get through the characters first, because uh, I'm, I'm sure even at this point there are some people who still don't know who the regime are. So can you take us through what the gimmick is as a stable, and then you guys as individuals? Of course. So the oh, stable originally began. Um, Tarquin's like the main character to it, who's a, I suppose like. A British aristocratic yeah. landowner, in a sense, a very like a traditional old money kind of persona. From within that, within our um, Triple L show, there were characters that already existed independently of, and we just had a show where we decided we would stick everyone together just because we didn't have a stable at that point. Okay, okay. And we had all these X number of heels, and we thought, oh, okay, Tarquin has money. He would, as as a persona, he would just get these characters together and say okay I'm gonna generate some extra power for himself and, and he's very hateable mm-hmm. yeah. he, he, he's like you can yeah. tell from that initial promo that yes. aired it's like mm, he seems like a despicable he's, he's human a being he's a toy <laughs> he's, he's a, a classic Bond villain yeah, yeah. yeah. yes I, I, I think Bond villain is a good, good way to and he's it. also like, like people like see that. him as like you know like like Brexit you know like ah, he's, he's, he's a Tory scum 
Ah, like an America's Republican, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a yeah. Republican. Very <laughs> close to this. He's, he's like our version of that. So I suppose like he's, he's, just... very, he's very Boris Johnson. Ah, that kind of thing. There's a lot of that in it, I think. But also, like, we're all really good friends. So they, okay. put, they put us together. And, like, we, we all click. So it's almost like when they, when, when they announced the regime, we were all like, yes, okay, this is going to be great. Because, you know, we, we all have brilliant chemistry and, like, we all, you know, Everyone's got because everyone likes each other a lot, and everyone wants to do well, and everyone's got loads of different ideas, and there's always little ideas floating around. Of even if we don't use them at that point, they they always get back pocketed. Yeah, for, and it just generates it. Even if 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 Ashfires and I do off, we're like, oh, okay, we can't use that this time, and then some someone else out of our set might use it two, three shows time, and it kind of works from that as well. But was it something that you guys wanted to happen, like? Uh, what were you pushing for? Yeah. Okay, can you put us all together and stuff like that? Um, it wasn't. I don't know. I, I don't. I think. don't think it was. It was definitely when they they bought it to us. Yeah. Well, they bought it to me anyway at the time, and I, I was like, yeah, okay, that's that sounds fun. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, I guess initially, I mean, like a lot of us were kind of like, you know, trying to come up with gimmicks, and like, yeah, when you came up with Doctor Hertz, um, that yeah. was like a five minute. Quick, <laughs> but it all makes sense now because like it, it initially started with uh, yeah, um, uh, Tarquin taking in the Kraken first, yeah, and then eventually, you know, the whole thing is like oh he he you know we're a bunch of ragtag misfits that he's like who he bought, so now we're fighting for him, but we're also like a, a unit, so now we're like this really weird misfit <laughs> like. Like, yeah. So, how long have you been together, like as a unit, as this in this? Uh, how do you say version of the regime? How long yeah. have you guys been together? Not that That's long. a good question. Yeah, not that I'm long. I'm trying to think when they started it. Whether it was like, I don't know. Whether it was like, June I mean, time like or something. Triple L started like about a year ago, right? Triple L is London School of Lucha yeah. Libre. For those of you yeah. who aren't familiar, yes. and it was a lot different earlier. Like the very first show, few shows of uh, London Lucha League was completely different and until when uh, the Kraken who's uh, Bill Al he <laughs> he, uh, he made it into something like his, he had this idea mm-hmm. of like you know making it into an actual promotion rather than before it was just seen as like a uh, like a student show or like a like a great like a, like a graduate show for for the uh, Lucha Britannia uh, ah, yeah. the London students and in a lot of ways it still is a student show ultimately because yeah. there's still tons of other shows and it, there is that kind of focus, but it also allows you to add a lot more fun into it, a lot more characters. I mean, because um, I think by creating that kind of vessel, going okay, this is what the show is going to be as a theme, it gives people like uh, it gives them an idea to work towards. Rather than being um, previously the student shows, we kind of had it, it wasn't necessarily what would happen on one show wouldn't necessarily affect what would happen on next one if, if so there was just, no continuity student, yeah. yeah and it kind of it added that continuity to it which makes it flow a lot nicer I let, but the last I'd say the last couple of shows like you know since since the new sort of iteration of the, the London Neutral League we've really been pushing storylines more okay so there has been like uh, like angles so for instance right now it's the regime and uh, mm-hmm. Bacon Jr. 
Bacon yeah. yeah, super tasty bacon juice. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, uh, he's, he's a lovely bloke. I suppose he's, he's like awesome. ultimate muscle. Like if you've ever watched yeah. that, like yeah. he, he's, a, he's a super he's a super being from Porcopia. <laughs> um, you, you have to you have to search around. It's just the most incredible. Yeah, I've seen character. I've seen it. I've seen his yeah. uh, his mask and all of that and the promotions that you guys have been doing. But then it's like Porcopia. It's yeah. it's incredible. You, you dig dig some matches out and yeah. watch him for, for five ten guys. minutes, and you'll you'll find this the, the craziest thing you've ever so, seen. So there's clearly I don't know if, if uh, I should say this. It's clearly inspired by Shikara and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yes. very much. We want to be like that. So like, <laughs> right. I mean, like if you look at the Lucha Britannia shows, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much like Shikara, like a UK version. Nice. Like it's, nice. it has its own storyline and it's all set in its own universe. Universe. Uh, yeah. So like, mm. yeah, who? What's one of those? There's, like, Lucha Britannia has existed for uh, 10, 11 years. Yeah. Is what I mean. And it seemed up to a point where our, um, our head trainer, like um, Gary Vanderhorn, where he runs the Lucha Britannia show, he he insists that people have their own character yeah. for that show. So he's had people like Marty Scroll, Will Ospreay, on it. But Not my scar. Uh, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, okay. Oh. Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc. Havoc yeah. like, quite a few like mm. people have come through um, through the British scene who've got massive who've worked that show. But if yeah. you try and search them, you, you won't find them. Yeah. Like you have to know who Shameless. they, who they was were. Actually on two, two who shows. they like were on Lucha Britannia to find find the footage of them. Mm. So let's let's circle back to the regime though, because uh, we I, I, I'm not sure if we were able to answer the question of yeah. what the regime stands for. Like, what are you guys oh, out man. to get? Well, we're heels, so uh, <laughs> we hate money. Everyone. Yeah, well, but what are you after? Money, power, women. Oh, I think it is power ultimately power because it's kind of I think the other members do what Tarquin wants as long as he's got the cash to or. The influence. Okay. So I think, in a sense, there's kind of a, a mutual gain of like the power of mm. of the promotion that they ultimately mm-hmm. won. Can I also ask though, like, uh, what is the individual characters you guys have? Like, who is Doctor Hertz and who is Tengu? Like, what are they individually out here for, and why are they individually in the regime? I guess. Mm. Okay, well, you can start first. Uh, you, you want me to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Doctor Hertz. I suppose he's kind of a... Um, is he a medical doctor? No, he's, he's pretty much... He's a mad scientist. Oh, he's a PhD. He's yeah. a PhD, okay. It's kind of... Um, there's kind of... When, when I do it back home, I didn't, didn't yeah. do this at PWR at all. Like, mm-hmm. it, it normally has like a bit of an Eastern European, Transylvanian type okay. twang to yeah, him. Yeah. Like, to think in like a dark... Drury Dungeon, concocting like Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein, yeah. Yeah, like that, that kind of aspect of that's what, what Hertz ultimately is. So he, he doesn't have uh, a big sense of morality to him or anything like that. But I, I think if, if I was ever going to, because if we were going to play it as, as a face, he doesn't really realize what he's doing is wrong in a sense. He's kind of just there. He, he's just there and creating things. It's just. Unfortunate, the things he wants to create are just menacing mm. and disturbing. <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, Goop from Meet the Robinsons. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, could, I could go with that. Yeah. yeah, and then what he becomes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So how about Tengu? What, what, what's the uh, oh, what, what's the motivation of the character? The story. So, yeah. So for me, he was kind of born out of like my obsession. Like growing up, I was obsessed with like Japanese cinema. 
Oh, so, like, like Kurosawa. Yeah, Kurosawa, Mika yeah. Takashi. So like, so like, I really like, like, the whole uh, was it was it the Dead or Alive series. Oh, like, Mika yeah, Takashi. Yeah. So like, it's all about you know the, the yakuza's. So I was, I was obsessed with the style, and I was like, if I was if I was going to come with a character, I wanted to kind of be a love child to like a lot of like, like I was an otaku, so like, I was just like, I need to have all these mm. things, like, you know, like <laughs> all the anime stuff and like oh. that, that manga like, that I watched <laughs> growing up. So I was just like, yeah. So I, I didn't like I had this idea of an oni demon. Oh mm. yes, yes. But then at the same time, I was like, oh, you know, the, the demon thing is like, you know. Dead, that does explain Finn Balor yeah. Yeah. and stuff so I was like you know I, I wasn't going to go there so when coming over character I was just like going for like these yokai monsters mm-hmm. so you know yeah. a, a kappa wouldn't really be relatable yeah and it, yeah. you know it wouldn't be very intimidating you know but a heavenly dog flat on my head but a heavenly dog yeah but a heavenly dog but, but yeah I, I just think the image of the, the long nose is just like it's quite unique yeah, and yeah. it does look menacing to a degree yeah and like you know okay. and everyone can do it on social media Yes. You have to add That's that. That's true. You can see in all my posts, just like I always put that Tengu mask at the end. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So you yeah, self identify yeah. as an otaku, but would you call yourself a weeb? What? Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, to be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be yeah, fair, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to speak Japanese, so okay. kind of, that makes it really tough. Uh-huh. So, okay. Uh, yeah. And so, like, so, so uh, Dr. Kurt's asking, what, what is a weeb? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you, did, a weeb? Well, I, I kind of agreed. But I kind of assumed what that is. So yeah, well, I, I'd let's like to define know. Okay, was, don't please know define a weeb. Did you see Bolt? <laughs> uh, <right>. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's just if you're obsessed with anime to the point that that yeah. is you're about that life. But you're yeah, not yeah, Japanese. Yeah. But you're not way. Japanese in any way. You have no relations. Nah, yeah. I was definitely one of those growing up. That makes you a weeb. Yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. I can do that because. So used in a certain context, it's actually derogatory. Yeah. In certain contexts, yeah. but otaku is still it's we're, we're, good, it's, yeah. that's okay. Yes, it's that's respectable. Yeah, it's respectable. Yes. Weeb is like the next level. All right, but uh, Tengu is not actually Ash is not actually Japanese, so he actually seems have to be a thing, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Filipinos playing uh, Japanese. We, we actually only have one actual half Japanese on the roster, <laughs> and it's the one who actually has the Japanese last name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ash here isn't really Japanese; he's half Filipino. Not full. Uh, full, full Filipino. Oh, sorry, sorry. Full just Filipino. Just, just ra- yeah. yeah can we talk about that real quick? Race. Uh, you, let's talk about your family and talk about your family. From where are they from? Yeah. So my my mom is uh, from Cavite. Yeah. Uh, okay. My dad is from uh, Dagupan. Oh, okay. So yeah, and then it's they north and south. Yes. yes, it is. So it they is. both met in England. Oh. Uh, they they had me. Well, I was the second child. Okay. So like literally, I was born and raised there. They didn't speak to me in Tagalog. Okay. Unfortunately, because they thought speaking to me in English would help me in school. Uh, Makes sense. Yes. I mean, like I understand, like you know, the uh, the important words. You know, so you- <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. It's a, it's a it's a hard we, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, we can Master up and putangina. Which you can actually put together. Yes. <laughs> in many different contexts. <laughs> yeah, there's so many contexts for that. I realized. So you know when people are talking shit behind your back. Yes. You know yep. when people are trying to deceive you. But you just can't communicate can't, no. in Tagalog, right? Uh, but but growing up, how exposed were you to the Pinoy culture? Um, quite a lot, actually. I mean, I I ate Filipino food. You know, they were like my some of my best friends were Filipino, but they were like me. You know, they, mm-hmm. they didn't speak Tagalog either okay. because it seems like all of like my parents' friends all had the same idea for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like it's always just been. Uh, 
like uh, like in terms of my culture like like I, I I have, I have that Pinoy pride, you know. Yes. Manny yeah. Pacquiao and all. Yeah, yeah. I only watch boxing because Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those ones, you know, when I'm watching a TV program, I'm like, is that guy Pinoy? He looks half. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's brown. He must yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I'll, I'll be that guy sitting there, like, if we're watching something, I'll be like, yeah, did you know that person's half Pinay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like he's you take ownership of Bruno Mars now. Yeah, exactly. People don't know that, so they're like, <laughs> really? Yeah. No, no, really. really. Yeah, really. Yeah, he's he's doing back-to-back shows next year. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, Apple to App, you know, all those guys. <laughs> you can have just make me a list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who's not big... Filipino? <laughs> Maybe that'd be quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob Schneider, there you go. <laughs> Rob Schneider! <laughs> yeah. Half Jewish, half Filipino. <laughs> You would have never known that. <laughs> but how often do you go, you come home here? Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, growing up, we went to the US a lot more. Okay. Because uh, okay. my mum's brothers moved there. And okay. my dad has like eight, eight brothers and sisters. Wow, your family's everywhere. Yeah. So like, and like when it overcame, when we were younger, when it came to coming to the Philippines, my dad was like, oh, I have too many relatives. Let's go to the States. <laughs> Let's go to the States instead because it's too much of a headache. So I didn't start going to the Philippines until I, like, I was 15, which is a lot later. That, right, but you've been coming every year. Right? Uh, it, well, it was like every every four years. Okay, but this year I came twice. Uh huh. Mm. So okay, you you've uh, had this um, you have this history of coming to the Philippines. But how did you get in touch with PWR? Oh man, uh, initially it was because uh, I was you know I was obsessed with wrestling, and uh, at the time when I was when I when I was training. When I was training, <laughs> repeat. It, it, it. Uh, yeah, when I was training, so I was like, was go, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we were going for a wedding. Okay. So here, yeah, yeah. Here. Uh, so I was like, oh man. So we're there for two weeks. Uh, so it kind of fell on a no. We weren't there for two weeks. It was like, like a week or, or eight days or something. Something ridiculous. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in contact, like see if there is a wrestling scene out in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and you guys. You guys came up, and like I was just like, "How long ago was this, though?" Just for context. This, well, th- this was um, this year. Actually. Oh, okay. Mm. But like, I kind of, I kind of knew of PWR already, because like, uh, when you're on the internet, you're just constant. Mm. You're just constantly. Uh, is there wrestling yeah. in the Philippines? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and it's so, a rabbit hole. So one when, click leads to another. So one mess. So one messaging. I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah," uh, I, I looked up where you guys were, and then I, you know, I, I what's it through the. The Gmail or something. Yes, yes, yes. And then, you know, I thought like, while I'm out there, I may as well see if I can train uh, with you guys. And then uh, Mark got back got got back to me, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, that would be great. Like, oh, when when are you coming?" And then, oh, the wedding landed on a Sunday. Ah, yes, ah, yes. yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. our training day. Yeah, it was really close to changing to Saturday. I think at one point because <laughs> he was like, "Just yeah. for you." Yeah, he yeah, was like, but he was like. He was like, yeah, that would be great. And he said, oh, well, I'll see what I can do. And I was just like... Yeah, we oh, couldn't make it happen. Yeah. And then I was just like, it was just a shame. Because even like, I did I did end up meeting up with him during the week. So you met up with these yes. two kooky cats. Yeah. At a mall. <laughs> yes. Right, mall, the, the Mall of Asia. The right? Mall of Asia. <laughs> the Mall of Asia. These guys are going tomorrow, so... So how's it like? Uh, I mean, like, uh, what were your first impressions of PWR? What did you guys talk about? And what did you guys oh, talk man, about? It was great. Well, well okay. The, the initial first meeting was just like, oh, okay. Hi, hello. Yeah, we just started talking about wrestling, and then, like, you know, he, he, he told me about the story about, you know, 
the stuff that happened mm-hmm. with things. Ah, I mean, that, I can't, that I can't, story. Oh, oh yeah, that story. That, no, story. that we can talk about. I mean, like, oh, we can talk about that <laughs> all day. day. All day. We're it's, all about that life. It's funny because, like, you know, the, uh, for, like, a, there, was, there was a good amount of, like, time where I was just, like, watching your old videos. So, like, just kind of keeping up with, like, a lot of the... The character, so you know, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, the royal flush guy. Oh hey! yeah, 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 yeah. So that stuff, and then like he's, he's you... like Voldemort now. We don't. Okay, yeah, that's why. You know, I we, we, that's sorry. why I didn't say the name. But, uh, <laughs> but initially, and then, and then, and then when when the you know uh, he said like what happened and like the you know, fallout. I was I was aware of like the, the other promotions and like MWF and uh, or was it or Art of War AOW because you know I just like. I just like looking up what's going on in sure, the Philippines sure, sure. and stuff. Yeah. Typical Pinoy. Uh, he's yeah, exactly. You know, Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, keep uh, keep my tabs on what's going on in the, the scene here. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, we just started talking and uh, he was like saying, oh yeah, you should come back, you know, let us know. And then um, when he put up the shows for the September, uh, September, October, November, so I was just like, oh, look at those dates. And I'm like, oh man, in my head, I'm just like, should I try and make one? Mm. So I was like, Oh, I need to like maybe if I get some money together, then I can make it make a trip over. And uh, yeah, and then uh, eventually I did. And uh, I I would speak to him about it all the time. Like he 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 probably knows about you guys because of me. <laughs> Pretty much. Like literally Pretty going much. check out this it's YouTube just... video. Jeez, look. I, I like, remember when you first came across PWI because I'm sure it was just a Facebook message. Oh, in like block capital. Oh my god, they have like wrestling in the Philippines. Yeah. Like, you're just you're losing your mind at this very concept. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, saying, like, well, well, yeah. Why, why wouldn't there be? I suppose. Like, but wasn't it like you guys? You guys had something like back in the eighties or seventies, right? Pinoy yeah, wrestling. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Which it is, was very good. God, I remember <laughs> you found that. Yeah. Well. We were like, wow, this is cool. I showed one of my, tra- uh, my trailer Joe Vandal and he loves shit like that. It's literally a novelty act. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's great. He, yeah. well, if you know, if you know uh, Gary Vanderhorn, he, he's all yeah. about novelties. I'm not sure if you know this, but there was one of the guys from the Pinoy Wrestling from 1989 yeah. who was at the show last Sunday. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, cool. I don't know. He kind of didn't seem too impressed. <laughs> yeah, but he was a personal <laughs> guest of Tria yeah, yeah. de la Torre, so yeah, he was yeah. there, and yeah, um, yeah. they took a photo of him and stuff. He 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 works as a bouncer now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so he's okay. still yeah. huge and shit. But anyway, um, yeah. all right, so. Uh, who were the other characters? So, what was the first match that you guys saw of PWR that made you think, like, all right, uh, these guys are worth a visit? Hmm. Oh. Well, for me, I mean, like, I've seen, I've seen like your matches, like, like the ones that are in Makai Cinema Center. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those ones. Those ones. Those ones. Yeah. I wish you didn't see those. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like that ring yeah. is so terrible that we do not wish that upon anyone. Well, nowadays. those ropes look really. Like, oh, yeah, they're I don't know if you have. I think you no. might have just shown the later stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I remember I... seeing some of the Bombay Suarez. His, oh, uh, that man. The Flaming Trap, yeah. Oh, yeah, that looked cool. Yeah, I, sh- I showed him nice. a bunch of those. He's one of our pioneers. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy. Yeah. Hey, Bombay, if you're listening. But obviously, like, it's hard for me to watch uh, full on matches because, like, what's available on YouTube is what's available, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously, I would say the match that I really, like, Really got me was the uh, the, the, the uh, Billy Swade and JDL match. Ah. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. That was the like, the viral match of the year. Yeah, I was like, yo, these guys, man, <laughs> they can go hard. <laughs> yeah, I wish you guys actually got to meet Billy because yeah, he left a few He's a nice guy. Yeah, I, ge- I generally nice thought guy. we were gonna be here around the time when he was gonna, mm. but then like 
Well, you guys put the, the, it was like a leaving. He was supposed to be still be on this show, the yeah. last show, but he was he had to go. Oh mm-hmm. man, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, so you guys are here, and uh, no, no, no. Before that, I'm curious. How did you get Neil to go with you? Yeah, yeah. So I, was gonna, I was gonna ask that. Yeah. It's not I, I, understand, I understand you. you. I mean, you have family here for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, go on. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I, I love traveling anyway, and I've never been to the Philippines. And I, I think that was kind of what roped in as, as much as anything as I was, I was kind of looking at going, oh, okay, this would be a fun, like, back tra- back, back, backpacking <laughs> back uh, type country to go to, and a lot of things. Because there's, there's a lot to kind of see here as well. And, yeah. and obviously, I've only spent a day really thinking about wrestling for the yeah. mm-hmm. like the whole trip as a whole I think if it was coming purely for wrestling I'd be like mm-hmm. okay it's a long way to go mm-hmm. just for that but I think I probably would have still done it anyway because mm-hmm. it's still very fun it's always a good experience to go just to absorb as much mm-hmm. content and knowledge as you can and traffic uh, Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll oh, get to that. Traffic. We'll get to Jesus that. Jesus Christ. We love traffic. Well, well you, have to admit, you have to bring that up. It's like the horrible <laughs> side of it. I mean, it's like we can get to that because, you know, you've now experienced one of the worst Carmageddons yeah. this, yeah, so this year. Jesus we're sorry about this. And we're recording on the Friday before the ASEAN holidays. Mm-hmm. So everyone's trying to go home or go out of town. And then there was a typhoon, which actually didn't happen now. It, happened last it left night. the country. It's already out of the country. So no, I have no idea. What are your experiences with that? I mean, because outside of the traffic, what have you gotten to see? Yes. This is you. And the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. What have you um, Went to Bagyao. That's pretty cool. Nice. nice. Uh, that, that's one of our favorites. Yeah, yeah. Went to Tagate. Yes. Okay. All the cold places. The cold places. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that British accent? That wasn't. That wasn't cold. It's cold for us. No, that was like. It's cold. We were like this. That was like British summertime. Nice. No, no. Sorry. Sorry. Honestly, I will honestly say. No, tags. Tags is is okay in the daytime. In the daytime, yeah. But at night, your nipples would freeze off. but I'm sure. I'm sure they they they've had worse. What's the degree? So it's what fourteen degrees. Yeah. 14. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Drops, it drops a bit with the wind chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that's nothing for you. Nothing that's nothing for, for you. No, it's really like, it I mean, especially from funny. East London. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, the whole of London's like the same. <laughs> East London doesn't have its own, like. No, 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 no. no. It, just, it just needs to be said because, <laughs> because it could be raining on one side of Metro Manila. And absolutely dry sunny, yeah, and, and the sunny on the other side. We have we have different weather systems from yeah. city to city <laughs> yeah. that are less than two kilometers apart. Yeah, that's oh, true. Okay. I guess yeah. maybe if it's like Leeds or something, you know, it might yeah. be raining in Leeds, but it might be sunny it, in Manchester. You, I suppose the UK has that to an extent of like, yeah, oh, it yeah. might might be a bit cloudy in one place and raining in the other, but it's never like, yeah, oh, no. there's a huge torrential storm in one. Place. <laughs> oh, but but that that, that, was, that happened last that night. Happened, that happened last night. <laughs> Oh, yeah. we, we got to experience some of that as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, the, the rain. It's like speaking of speaking of your experiences. So, how did you find your your first ever PWR show that you worked in? Oh. Yeah, that's a question I was, I was about yeah. to ask for real cutting off. Thank yeah, you, it was, it, was, it was great. Like, like to be able to actually see it in the flesh because you know you see mm-hmm. it like in the videos and it's just like yeah, it's great. Like you're just like okay, but then when, cool. when you when you're actually in there, it's just like you see how how much the fans are invested in what you guys are doing and it shows and it's just like it's awesome because it's like like like, like what yeah, you were saying like uh, you guys are like a family which uh, the London Lucha League is kind of the same mm-hmm. it's like 
That's yeah, we, we all treat ourselves. It's, but it's like very brothers. big on that kind of element. You know, ev- everyone who trains together, it's not just a case of, oh, okay, people come training and then and then they don't mm. see each other the rest of the time. Everyone's There's a lot of friendship groups of within that whole mm. circle. There's, there's people who've got married, who've, who've gone through wow. training. There's, yeah. I think, three, maybe two or three couples. I yeah, can't. I think so. I can't, it's I been can't. going longer than I've been going there, so I couldn't yeah. clarify the number. Yeah, as long as people don't steal mm. money from one another. Hey! Yeah. hey! <laughs> hey! Whoa! Whoa! One couple. <laughs> right now. But, but yeah, no. It, um, it, it, the PWL show itself, though, like the crowd are so... They, they just really want to enjoy wrestling. Yes, they do. It's a really... Yeah. It was a really nice thing as well because, like, I think for a lot of for a lot of indie crowds, I mean, I, I kind of I can't really speak for a lot of different countries because I've only ever wrestled in the UK really. But the crowd doesn't seem to want to enjoy the wrestling. Mm. They want to see. They want to pick it apart. And yeah. They want to see what ah, the bits yeah. that are wrong. And whereas these guys are like. I, I like the crowds who they want to they want to be entertained. Yeah. They want to enjoy it. So mm-hmm. they see they see a botch, they'll have a laugh or something, and then something awesome will happen 10 seconds yeah. later yeah. and they've forgotten and they're yeah, with you again right, they're like right. oh yeah cool this is back on track yeah. So, okay, um, you guys came in, obviously, not a lot of people here in the Philippines know about London Lucha League or the regime or you guys individually, so uh, you, ha- you have to imagine that you're going to come out and you have no idea what reaction you're going to get. Yeah. So, what was that like when you stepped through the curtain, your music was playing, and then you get that reaction? Well, that's the best reaction that we've ever had, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, like, seriously, like, like, I just had goosebumps over it. Like, I was just like, this is like, like... I don't know. See, I'm, saying, was, I'm saying like again, guys. It was a lot, it's all right. It was it's all right. It's all good. As long as you're not saying like, good lucha things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was Pucha. very. It was very fun to come out in front of the crowd. I mean, because there, there was that split second where you, you, as you're walking around past the apron, you look yeah. out to the crowd, and you respond to them a certain way, and they responded back to it. I was like, okay, cool. They're going to be with us. Yeah. I could have done it and if they booed yeah. well, okay cool we, we, were, can, we can go heal mode and we yeah. can push, push we were almost hard. ready we were like ready like on the itch if, if people start booing us yeah. then yeah. we were like that's it ah, we're yeah. just going to pull on we can kind of flip the match around a little bit and, and play it a little uh, play it by ear a little bit yeah. differently and work it around but they, yeah. they cheers anyway for, for, yeah. okay grand we can go with, go with what we've got because like uh, from what like what I gather is that the other twins are very uh, despised. Yes. Oh yes, yes. They are. So it they was are. almost like we were heels. So it was just like we didn't know what kind they, of reaction they got. They get a big pop though when they yeah, came they out. Oh, they do. Because yeah. it was they kind do. of. I was like, oh, like these, these guys are <laughs> <laughs> <this> guys <laughs> <are> <laughs> as well. Like, no, you guys are lucky that you didn't. Uh, you didn't go through the phase of the Yolo twins when they would just screech into the mic. <laughs> oh, there was <laughs> there <laughs> was a phase. <laughs> They would just screech nonstop into the mic, and it would blast the speakers. People yeah. literally cover their ears. It was <laughs> that awesome. horrible. So yeah, <laughs> so you guys best. are lucky you didn't get to experience that, and they didn't uh, like knock their Starbucks all over you guys and shit. So you know. oh, so, so you got the mature version of them. That's good. Yeah, like six I, months. I, I feel like I think they matured from but from the start of our match by the end. You know, they, they matured. They grew up right in the middle, of that. right before yeah. your they eyes. They're about ready to throw like little Keith or Ken or whatever his name is. Out <laughs> Yeah, Ken Warren. Yeah, he kept calling like initially. We were calling Keith from the. 
And then, then, then it just became a thing. I, I'm pretty like, sure yeah, I shouted Keith. at him, like, stay back, Keith, stay back, Keith. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I called him Ken. But the uh, people chat, stay back, Keith, or something? Because that, that does happen. So. I hope so. They, they <laughs> like, our fans, the, their ears are very sharp. Like, if they hear the guys in the ring saying some random shit, they'll turn it into a chat. Like, for example, uh, the strikes, right? It's, it's yeah. common to hear guys go, tuh, tuh, like, when, yeah. whenever they, uh, they yeah, strike. Yeah. So the, the crowd picked up on it, and it became a chat. It became two, <laughs> two. <laughs> nice. Uh, and that, 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 that ran for about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just, telling me just that bust out the European uppercuts. Yes. Yeah, you just you just hear like you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think Keith, 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 Ken, Keith, Ken, Ken, Ken was telling me that you Kevin? guys have your own uh, like this is awesome chant. It's like something like it means. Suit it by it. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is worth it. Or yeah, yeah, this, this is, is worth, worth it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I got cool. my money's worth. Is, uh, is, the, is the more appropriate the more translation. translation. The literal yeah, that's translation. Really, that's really good. Which I think is a good substitute for this is awesome. Actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, it is a little bit more respectful. It's a little bit more respectful. No, not just that. It's, plus, the this is awesome chant gets thrown way too much now. Yeah, yeah. It's very and also you've got in your own language as well, which I think then gives your own kind of identity. Yeah. You know, because if that chant. If that's chance on your, your promo videos and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it looks much more like, you're like, okay, this is something different. Whereas it's like, oh, okay, it's just these Filipino guys trying to do American wrestlers. Like, no, this is their own identity. This is their, this is how they do it. And I, I guess to an extent you can say that the fans are just as big a part of it as the actual wrestling. Absolutely. Because yes. right? yeah, that's the really experience. That's kind of like how, what, what, like how progress got to where they are, really. Like, ah, progress. My, 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 my opinion, like, Progress was made. The, the the talent was so good, but like the fans the were fans, ridiculous. Yes, mm. so like still are like still are like my first few shows. I can't remember which. It was like one of the Thunder Bastards where Samoa Joe was against yeah. uh, was facing Rampage Brown. But I remember, I remember when I was there and I was just like the crowd was insane. And I was just like, Shh. I was like, holy shit! So I, like, like this is something. Like I didn't know this is like, like in terms of wrestling, I was like. This is insane, like you know, football chance, and like this wasn't like, like you know, like what you see on um, WWE, mm-hmm. like yeah. the, uh, the what's it, Owens oh, or more, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All yeah. That, yeah, yeah, all the singing yeah. stuff, all like they all they all, it all comes stems from the football chance, yeah. Well, like, well, what's another one when oh, they sing for like, Bailey, or yeah, for like, Bailey, like, Bailey, go, oh, Bailey, yeah, um, yeah, that's oh, what they like, yeah, yeah, and um. We love you, Bailey. We yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they really give her. We love you, Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bailey, we love you. Uh, you know all that stuff, you know. And then when I went, when it, I just got addicted. I, I just kept on going to like chapter after chapter. Oh, yeah. and like, what, that, what, what but that, that's what that you know, it, it's what people go to progress for now is to like to be involved and like really like get involved with like not just charting, but you I mean like the, the, the show product is itself. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's it's amazing, but. It's like people go there now, not just for the wrestling. It's the the uh, the, the community, the, the fan experience, the fan experience, and yeah. just like going in there. Like even the if you bring, even energy. if you bring someone that doesn't watch wrestling, mm-hmm. and they sit there and be like, it's electric. Whoa! Like, what is this? Is this what wrestling is? It sounds a lot like the PWR yeah, like, experience, actually. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> going back to going back to the the chance means I, I remember um, I remember our trainer. Um, yeah. Greg Burrage said, like, he's... He Greg Burrage like, oh, is awesome, watch? by the way. He is. Check him out. Yeah. He, he, he was out. actually in Thailand. Okay. And oh, hey. uh, he, like, he wanted to come to the Philippines, okay. like, for the show to watch it. Oh, mm. dang it. Because in our eyes, oh, it must cost, like, 50-odd quid. But it was, like, no, six, no, it's no, not. It is not. I know, right? It is not. I know, I know. Like, like, or, like, something <laughs> like going to Paris, where it's, like, you, you can get yeah, Eurostar for, like, 60, Or Ryanair. Yeah, or Ryanair. But then it was, like, 200 quid. 
Yeah. yeah. So he was like, he couldn't make it. But like, he's, you know, Gary, him and Gary, uh, Gary Vanderhorn, they, they're, they're awesome. One day, one day. Like, yeah. well, was... well, I want him to come. I, I, I would like Greg Burrage to come. Too. One of the things he was saying at training where he was like, wrestling now has got to the point where it's almost like going to see a band because you think, oh, there's yeah. Kenny Omega doing, the fans will do the Terminator thing, that's the sound, something happens in the ropes in the corner, that'll be a chant in the cloud. Yeah, it's, yeah, almost yeah. Like, it's almost like different things happening in different parts of the rings. It's, it's like the instruments, you know, you've got those kind of, you're, you're following the sounds and the beats as it's all going. Yeah. And then you've got the fans in the back, you know, queuing for a yeah, hot dog, and they're yeah. like tapping their foot, <laughs> yeah. dancing along to the songs of the, of the ring and everything. And they're not even watching at that point. They're still engaged with the the sounds of wrestling almost. And also, as a, you know, as an indie wrestler, you, know, you yeah. park up your merch table, yeah. you know, you, 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 you uh, do gigs in pro- other promotions. It's like yeah. being in a like being in a band. Yeah. Or, you know, when you have some asshole hawking his t-shirt with a slice of pizza. <laughs> hey, 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 that's just me. Oh, man, but I must say yellow cap pizza is the best. Yes. Yellow cap pizza <laughs> yes, is yeah. the best. It you is the heard best. it on this podcast. Yes, it, it, uh, I had it and I was like, why don't we have yellow cap pizza in London? <laughs> Regime approved, yo. Because it's yes. local. It, it, it is a local brand. <laughs> it is a local brand. So, uh, what was the most unique chant you heard, aside from Sudit Bayad? Oh, I, I can't remember. So, um... I don't yeah. understand why they started chanting interracial. Oh, there right you go. Oh, I, that, well. that, that is a segment of the audience. If you see his face, and like, if you see his face, he's going. I'm wearing a mask, and I looked at you, and I kind of, I did a bit of a. I, my eyebrow went up, and I was, I was like, oh, okay, all right. I kind of just shrugged, and went, okay, cool, on we go. I, I, I have to say, I have to say, that section of the audience do write fan fiction. Wow! Oh my god. Actually, yeah, yeah, they, they do. They do. They do. I'm, they do. I'm sorry. It's it's. <laughs> Wait, they, uh, of course they started the interracial. Of chat. course they started that shit. <laughs> sorry, I mean, they they've paid the money like everyone else. They've had a good time. Like, great. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean uh, individually, they're nice people. As a group, the mob mentality sort of takes over. All right. So nice interracial was the m- most unique one. Well, there was there was a. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to call him by Ken. There you go. I'm not going to call him Keith anymore. Yeah, <laughs> out of respect. Uh, he was saying that. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> respect. respect. <laughs> um, he was saying that there was a chant, uh, a Tengu chant, where he was. It was too uh, like a. Uh, oh yeah, no, no, I know this. Uh, Tengu, Tengu, Ungerling. You think you're gonna? I don't know. Ungerling. Yeah. Huh? What do they say in that chant? Ungerling in your Tengu. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it's a, it's a play of, on. Um, it's, a, it's a children's rhyme. Yeah. It's no, 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 it's actually no. a caroling thing. It's a yeah, caroling thing. Yeah. So when, yeah. when they caroling, and then when you give the kids some candy or some money, yeah. they go, thank you, thank yeah. you, I'm a thank you, which means uh, you're, you're, you're so really, high. really nice, you're thank so you. High. Yeah. Yeah, so that, when he told me that, I was like, wow, I was like, really? And they're, they're that's that quick on the pickup. That actually was yeah, good. That was a good chant. Which probably originated from the same place as the interracial stuff. Probably, yeah. Thank you, that section. <laughs> that's the same, uh, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's, that's the same that's section who, uh, who um, when in, in a previous all-out war match, the Apocalypse used a chain and wrapped it around his opponent's neck. I think this was May Max. And then they tried oh, 50 back. shades. 50 oh, shades. Yeah. That was when the movie came out. <laughs> so, you know, they, they really come up with all these really chances. It was not given the satisfaction well, we, of, we, of we, we, we talk when had a similar chant. Oh. Because he would come down with a, like a whip. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh,
Shades of Tarquin. It was like you know, one of the football chants. Yeah. I can't remember. They started chanting something at him about Brexit or whatever. And he yeah. just turned around and he yells out like, it makes good economic sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and it was, oh, it was no, the most it heel thing. I, it was the most heel thing I'd ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so good. The, uh, the booze were just When Brexit becomes... Oh. <laughs> Using Brexit for heat. That's it. Oh, That's it. So oh, it's, our, it's our like Trump, really. It's our Trump card. <laughs> Let, let's zoom out a bit. And I, I want to yeah. get to know about uh, your careers. Because I'm curious, like, how long have you guys been in the industry? Okay, roughly the same time. Maybe you a bit longer. I think when I joined, when I started wrestling, was like you've been like, probably like three months before three you months before. training. Yeah. Not, not so a whole lot yeah. different. Like probably about two years, two and a half years, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So like kind of like, like uh, a huge training. chunk of the PWR roster. Roughly around the yeah. same experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had most of us two years right now. Excuse me. Introduce them. Yeah. It's interesting. But how often do you guys do shows? Uh, once a month. Yeah, it's oh, like once a month oh. at a minute. But it used to be used once, to be longer between. Once every four be, months. Yeah, because uh, organization very parallel to ours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kid you it. not. I kid you I, not. Well, this. you know, we were saying it was like you know the family thing. You know, now this. Yeah, it's very, we're very we're very similar. You're like PWR yeah. in an alternate yeah. universe. <laughs> alternate universe, right? We are in London. <laughs> yeah. East. So, and, and East you guys train London. what? Once a week, twice a week. How often um, is your training? Training's open Monday, Four. Tuesday, Wednesdays, and wow. sometimes Thursdays as well. Right, that's, that's where right. the parallelism there is. Yeah, well, the Thursday, <laughs> the Thursday counts as privates. Yeah, ah, so it's, so like it's that more be like, like six people, and okay. it'll be like if like okay, I want to learn this specific yeah. thing. Ooh, oh. yeah. so, so uh, that's great. Especially when guest uh, guest trainers come in and they have like special they seminars. Can, yeah. um, it depends. Just pop, you know. the, the the guest seminars tend to be when they just pop up when randomly. the trainers kind of so like Simon Gotch was. I think that was a Monday. Oh. Yeah. I mean that's like beginners as well, and, yeah. and that kind of stuff, which is great anyway because you get because everyone can. Mm gain from that kind of knowledge anyway yeah. like, even, it's always even a good if review. they're doing something you cannot do at this point they're still okay I can take this move out yeah. and replace it with this move which I can do or keep it going okay if you get the whole the premise of what they're getting yeah. to the, the, the moves are just moves yeah, yeah. and like when, in terms of guests they just can't like there, there was uh, one session a Monday session is it Monday? Tuesday mm. Tuesday uh Ray Mysterio popped in. Hey! hey. Wow. Yeah, he got because at the time he was uh, here for the RPW show. Yeah, oh, yes. he was around London, so we were there. Rev Pro. We were there, like all uh, of us around the ring. Yeah, uh, I was in the ring at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, yeah. With, with with Claire. Was he wearing yeah. his mask? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Oh, hey. no so there toes or anything like that. So there we were, and then like he came in, and everyone was like looking at the door, like. Oh, it's interesting because like, literally our trainers just stopped. So oh, everyone just stopped for a second, like. Everyone gave Ray Mysterio like everyone gave him a round of applause, obviously. Yeah. And it's it freaking Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Did you guys yeah, know when he was coming by? No, um, I think they mentioned it. He like, said maybe, maybe. He, they didn't say like, him though. Uh, he was just saying, "Oh, I think someone's coming." Like, oh, yeah. So yeah, I think up. a few of us, a few people, like had a feeling. Yeah. Because he's like, in a load of people didn't. So yeah. we were just like, oh, oh, but it's um, there's quite a few. They try to get like once. There's usually like a month each year they'll get like Cassandro to come yeah. over the, the yeah. Um, yeah. exotic yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Guerrero as well yeah. like, Hoobie's, Hoobie's a regular whenever yeah. he's in London yeah. whenever, yeah. whenever he's in the UK he pretty much swings by and he trains trains people up which is always mm. awesome yeah um, Will Ospreay just pops down when he can with his, well. uh, <sighs> like, his IWGP junior yeah, yeah. That, was, that was very <laughs> that was interesting when he came back because he a couple of weeks ago when he came back after he'd won the belt and yeah. he was he was did a little Q&A at the end where he talked yeah. about it was, 
it was a bit, he was saying what a shame it was. He couldn't bring the Super Juniors over trophy bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, New yeah, Japan yeah. wouldn't let him travel it because it's going to get busted yeah. up and they, yeah. they would go mad. And it's fragile as fuck. Yeah. And, and, and so he was like, oh, it, it was a bit of a regret from that he couldn't bring it back to his trainers and yeah. say, look, this, this is what I've achieved. Yeah. So he was, but he was able to bring back the, the, the junior heavyweight yeah. title. And, it, and there's a there's a fantastic photo of him and our, our two trainers, and, nice. and they, they, you can see it in their eyes. It's so proud of, yeah. of what he's achieved, and, everything. and it's I think it's really good good for the school as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of see, okay, this is this is what someone has achieved from these very yeah. early beginnings of yeah. just walking in the door, same as everybody else. So is Osprey an alumnus of Triple L? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. He's a that Triple L alumni. alumni. Nice. There you go. Okay, so who's the uh, most high profile Triple L alum? Um, a triple L. I mean, like, oh, that's uh, I mean, I could, I could tell we could tell you guys to, to keep out, yeah, yeah, to keep yeah, yeah. For. So, uh, Car and a while, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if you have you heard of him, I've heard of him, yeah. So, uh, 2008, you'll, yeah. you'll you hear about this guy because yeah. he's he's super talented, but he's also got a gimmick that's just like if you ever watch it live, if you ever watch him live, he's he's, he's a bit enigmatic, so you see him and you're just like in awe, like, you can't hate him. It's like even though even though he's a heel, people who yeah. who see him for the first time just like they just love like, it. Yeah, they yeah, love it. They're just like it. so. His gimmick is like it's like a it's like a, a black swan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he, he actually has experience in theater and like he does he does like uh, performance art. But uh, yeah, I remember we were talking about this after the show. Yeah. Yes. Just yes. a bit of that. And um, so he comes out to what's what's the song? Da, da, da. Black, the Black Swan song. Oh, yeah. And like he, he has Swan yeah. Lake, Swan Lake, Lake. yeah. And then like he comes out and it's just like he does the like literally the whole beginning and like it yeah. takes time. It's got this long, you know, what people rush yeah. through it. He spends a good four minutes or so. Getting Basically, it. like, like it makes so much, yeah. yeah, there's so much power in it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. incredible, it's, especially on like indie shows as well. I think it's quite hard for. Yeah. Hard, hard to generate something like that because there's that initial mystique where yeah. people see him and they're like what what the hell's that like, it's coming to me by the time he's in the ring and he's he's finished the routine yeah. it's everyone's if they've never seen him before yeah. they, they normally they do they do pop for that and they're yeah. like okay this is incredible and then and then they see the, see him wrestle mm. and they're like okay he's yeah. a vicious bastard yeah. and he's, he's just going to kick the tar out of everyone he's been like for, for years he's <laughs> He's been overlooked. Like he was Tom Dawkins, a black belt. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, he had a good reputation. Like, being He's a, a great, great, as wrestler. a great, great wrestler. But like, I think the the gimmick didn't hit, and it wasn't until now with the whole Black Swan gimmick. Like, it's almost hard to ignore him. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been referencing Triple L for a good time mm. on the podcast, but uh, for for our listeners who may not have heard of uh, your promotion, your school before. What sets Triple L apart from every other promotion in the UK? Because there are so many. There yes. are so many. In the UK, there is, <laughs> yes, there is there so is. many. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and like, uh, we try uh, and make our product unique. I think like, it's about having a lot of fun with it as yeah. well. Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot of silliness to it that I think a lot of British wrestling sometimes lacks. Like, it's very, very... Uh, yeah. Quite a few of the feds yeah. are very serious and they've got like old British style of like rounds which is great and if the, the audience want that that's that's awesome mm-hmm. but there's also an aspect of you've then got people who are just doing big high spots I mean which okay that's what the crowd want to see but you can't be doing the same thing of what other other feds are doing yeah. so it's that kind of aspect where we go we, I think we just inject a lot of a lot of the fun and ourselves into yeah. it 
you don't take yourselves as seriously as no. these other no, guys. No, it's yeah. kind of like no, no one's there like thinking, oh, okay, this is a super serious wrestling federation, and yeah. and it's very much like everyone has gone there to entertain. Yeah, ultimately, no one's gone, no one's in it for themselves. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's got this kind of we, we like for instance, we have this uh, this this feud between uh, Bacon Junior and Mara Shafts the activist who is a vegan so, <laughs> so this you've is got the, the, the warrior from Portopia yeah. and he battles this, this vegan character and vegan the last activist. time they had a who's heel though the, the vegans heel okay the, the, which, that's, that's very obvious sorry we have and yet they, Let it there was, the last match they had yeah. there was a point where they yelled each other in the ring and they said come on why are we fighting what, imagine what it would be like with friends and they grabbed each other's heads yeah and they put up on the big screen... <laughs> DDT. Just this, yeah, DDT. Just this, straight this out of huge, DDT. This huge video montage of them becoming friends. Yeah. And by then the crowd are just shouting like, friends, friends, yeah. friends. BLT. Like, BLT. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah. And, and, and the match carried yeah. on. And after we had the, the breakdown of uh, the, the video... Um, uh, our trainer saying after when yeah. they give us a lowdown at the end of the show, yeah. and they were like, if the oh, if yeah. that match had ended with the friends, 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 walked out, they were like, no, no one would have said that. That's oh, yeah. that's a bad ending. <laughs> <laughs> no one would have loved it. And also one of the one of, one of the, the great spots that uh, Maro does is that he always pulls out a bag of kale, and like oh, he, he he pulls it out and he uses it like like a. Actually, he sometimes like sometimes like tacks. What did so he, use? he, he what throws did he... it on the floor? Yeah, and, yeah. Oh my dude, word! He does moves on him. Or he pulls it out of his pants and then like he shoves it in their mouth. He, he would like cog their nose so their mouth's open and he'll <laughs> put the kale, kale in their mouth. That's oh, disgusting. Kale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, kale is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, okay, what well, his uh, marrow's gonna kale you. That's oh, <laughs> that's his. Uh, that's his. Yeah, but he, that. but that's he's beautiful. He, he is a brilliant. Yeah, the there's there's a brilliant. loads of other yeah. crazy characters. So it's like the mime. The, oh oh yeah, mimes. So incredible. there's a guy called the the mime. So he's he is uh, legit uh, deaf. So, oh okay. Oh wow. How so, does he work? Well, that's uh, it's. You, you work with him. You work with him. It's oh. very interesting because like I, I I've worked I've I've wrestled him in the ring. Uh, in a what was it was it a triple tag wasn't it I, I can't remember but you, you it's harder to, in terms of in like a, a six man tag it's harder for him mm. like it, it's easier if it's a one on one but the way you if you communicate with him it's like you have to at, when you're planning the match you have to go over and over and like uh, you you have to kind of it's, it's, it's very physical bit, very physical mm. and there are moments where because you can't just be like you can't call out a spot mm-hmm. yeah. when he forgets so you kind of have to go with what he does. He's going until yeah. like, you know, he'll he'll get it. He'll you know have to what sink he... your bodies up. Yeah. In other ways. And it, with... it's amazing. I mean, like, he he's he's awesome. Like, so does he just go off of uh, physical reactions like from yeah. the crowd? Yeah. yeah. He can't uh, literally. The, the, when you go to pin him, you're gonna need to uh, give him a nudge. Yeah. One, two, and like so he knows. Otherwise, the you know he might not hear the sound oh, oh right. like, even the vibration in the ring because the ring's bouncing up and down and, yeah. and it's, it's, there's, there's other little cues yeah. you, that you have to change and the reason I brought him up when you were saying about quirkiness and strange cats yeah. Yeah. he works in theatre at the minute he's he's doing he's living in Berlin yeah. at the minute working yeah. on a, a play that I can't remember the name but yeah. I feel yeah. really bad I can't plug it <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. But his his movements in the ring are incredible. Well, like he he brings a lot of his yeah. theatre skills and ability. So, and you you see him do certain things in the ring that are just absolutely yeah. crazy. Uh, one of his spots is so he'll get the like the opponent and 
to the yeah. corner. So he would like he'll do this. He'll pull out a sword, and then he'll like sorry, yeah, yeah mine's mine's sorry, you know, because the lizards yes. can't see them. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> You're like this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me now, I'm joking. Uh, so yeah, so he'd pull out the samurai sword, and then he would like lunge it into their gut. And then the whole thing, it, so he starts pulling out the intestines. <laughs> and then, like, it's, the, the reaction is just great. So you just see it, and everyone starts going, ah, oh, just losing their shit. Yeah, you see, and then he pulls, he, 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 he's, he's from far, he, he, yeah. he steps aside, and he starts to skip rope. <laughs> and everyone's Ooh, just going, it. like, oh, my God. Uh. The, the crowd lose their mind over it, because they, they, they understand it so quickly, because, uh, okay, this, this is what this yeah. guy is doing. Like, he's just... Mm. Put it in clicks. With him, we've had people going through invisible tables, <laughs> wow. uh, running into invisible walls. So, like for instance, that um, the uh, that spot where he's doing the, he the skipping rope, yeah, he would he would uh, build a door in front, and then he would pull the thing. So pull he was pulling the intestines, so they would, he would hit the he would hit the wall into the door. Ah, so like <laughs> this is it is, what it, a is pretty, image. it is pretty mental. Yeah. And uh, it's like he actually—he's actually coming back from injury now, so we want him back because <laughs> yeah, uh, right. he, he got injured uh, from uh, from an arm drag, like a freak accident. Hey, somebody! Uh, yeah. And then, and then he decided to <laughs> do a do a moonsault off top rope onto the concrete floor anyway. Yeah. Hey, he did hit the wall, the ceiling as well. <laughs> so wow. we're, 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 we have like a well, wall that's kind yeah. of you with where people do moonsaults like yeah. The, uh, when it rings up, there's then a, a partition of the wall, and yeah, his, yeah. his legs smack the wall as well. Then, oh, you know, he, straight down. He'll catch him as well, and that's when he had like a separated shoulder. So <laughs> yes. he's, just, he's a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, so, yeah, so, so units Triple L, uh, London Luchy do have uh, an array of really crazy characters. characters. But we also, every now and then, we will get like, I mean, right now we got like uh, Roy Johnson, oh. who's who has uh, wrestled for us, and you get the odd, you know. Uh, Indie guy coming. Who's coming? coming who's in. coming through your part of town? Hmm. I mean, like, I know Roy Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> He's back again for uh, for the battle royale. <laughs> Is Nina Samuels doing? Nina Samuels. Nina Samuels doing the... She's another one. Um, I mean, I, I, like, I, there's a lot of guys who are training out of school now, and uh, I think they're they're all gonna get the rub. Like, we mm. might, you know, ho- hopefully they'll get a chance to wrestle on the Triple L Triple L shows as well. All right, now we're just about to ra- uh, round up here, mm-hmm. and uh, before we before we wind down, let me ask you: What is the most unforgettable part of your PWR experience, or, or of your Philippine wrestling experience? Oh man! Like, if you could pick out like a single moment, single sequence, or a reaction from the, from the crowd, or even like after the show when you met the fans. Well, yeah, that that one will have to be because I've never experienced anything like that before. Like people, the post show, yeah, the post show. It's like it's completely like. Yeah, I mean, like in Triple L shows, people will come up and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Oh, that was the, great. Like, the resistance gallery is very small as well, so you get like this. It's it's very tight knit, and yeah. so a lot of a lot of people who go there yeah. know you anyway. All right, that kind of thing. It's kind of like um, outside of the mask. Yeah, so there's, there's that aspect. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, during the match, like it, it did make me laugh. Like the the one thing I will regret forever is um, when I went to 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 give him one the the. Uh, Russ Abbott spot where you go up over the ropes and through oh, yeah, his yeah. legs over. and and um, <laughs> we keep we, no, we, we, we watched this back he was going to yeah. give me a pass by and he didn't yeah. he ran at me a bit boy 
and I and I wish I'd run up to him and just lined him or hit him or something, and I just ran up and stopped. And I, and I, look, <laughs> I look back at the tape and I'm screaming at myself, like just hit him, just just blast him with something, anything. And it's that moment where um, where half a second in wrestling terms feels like two minutes. It's an indie pause. But going back on the the unforgettable bit, yeah. I'd say the whole show. Nice. For me, it was a bigger deal because I, I've like been watching you guys. Like, I've been, I've been like following you guys now for like as much as long as I did, and I was. It was just good to finally be there, and like being a part of it was just like, yeah, like it, it was just a. Spe- it was really special. So like, this is like something that I'll remember like for yeah the rest of my career. Sounding like, really cheesy now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not specific to my experience, but the reaction the. Yeah. Jake got when he came out. Oh man! Oh, man. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I sort of snuck out. Ooh, we're talking about that next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. There's a review <laughs> show. There's a review <laughs> show. It was just the way Karen was just like, <laughs> everyone was just like, God, I was standing on the chairs and just yeah, like, losing and the crowd their... lost their minds. So definitely tune in next week to hear all about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, plug. It, 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 it was just a like the old the, the whole show. I mean, like for me, it was like. You know, I was there like I was there to wrestle, but then the main part was to actually watch the whole the rest of the you know to actually watch everything. Was, the first two matches I couldn't because I was busy like trying to remember stuff like trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. Plan, plan my match. But then afterwards, I was just like, yeah, I was just out there and just yeah, it was just I, I can't I, I'm lost for words. All right. So uh, before we uh, before we let you go, you know uh, we have we have some bottles to open up and share among ourselves. But before we open those, uh, where can our listeners find you on social media? So both the promotion, the school, and your individual social media accounts. If the regime has social yeah. media, yeah. So the, the regime have a Facebook uh, page. We also got individual ones as well. Uh, we're both still, uh, you know. There's a Twitter. <laughs> there's a Twitter for both on. Um, I think it's Hertz Luchador. It is. Oh, I was, I was it about is. to say, it is. Yes. It, is. It, is. it is. It's the funny thing when you don't remember your own Twitter. <laughs> yes. You can always post it on it. And you can tell how looked. social media savvy we are. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Tengu underscore LSLL, I think. Yeah. What's yes. LSLL? Uh, London School. Ah, school. Ah, yeah, I might need to change that. You know, as uh, you know, I'm doing more stuff now. So. <laughs> all right. But yeah, no, you can find us on pretty much all of the... Um, We'll, we'll, we'll link them on the on the Facebook. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll get to it. And and with that, we got to thank you guys, uh, Ash, Neil. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out and for enduring what you had to endure to get here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, well, we will uh, we will definitely be back and making our presence felt again. <coughs> twins, watch out! Hey, hey, hey! Or whoever, hey. whoever. We're gonna hold you guys to that. No, we will. No, no, definitely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You bring the rest of the crew next time. Hey, yeah, absolutely. So, yes, to counter Keith. Con- yes, watch out, Keith. Maybe <laughs> Tarquin and your 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 twins. <laughs> Thanks, guys. What's up, guys? This is uh, Mr. Athletic Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the SGP podcast. Sitting here with a guest who hasn't been on the podcast for, I guess, a good couple of years. He comes all the way from Oxford in the UK, and you may have seen him last Sunday at PWR Vendetta. Please welcome one of PWR's first guest trainers from uh, from abroad, Mr. Saw Sai King. Welcome back, Sai King. Oh, hi. Uh, Saw Sai King here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. 
Always love having you on the podcast. In fact, it's always just fun to shoot the shit with you. Um, last Sunday at Vendetta, you were in the crowd, and people saw you. From the moment they saw you, they see a hulking guy with that, that Tyson Tomko goatee and the long hair, and they're wondering, is this guy the fifth man? Is he the ace up John Sebastian's sleeve? Uh, am, I, am I allowed to talk about this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, guys, I was meant to be the fifth guy for uh, John Sebastian's team, but, uh, <laughs> you know, politics got in the way, you know? Well, <laughs> so what brings you back to Manila? Yeah, the match, obviously, but... Um, <laughs> so here's what happened. Uh, five minutes before the bell, I said, I want my wages double. I'm not going out there. <laughs> so JDL being the senorita or the good guy that he is, he stepped in and he said, you know what? We don't work with you, you know. We don't we don't take it like this. So he stepped in. You know, he had to turn just because I want my wages doubled. So I pulled an ultimate warrior, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we know that you've got family here in the Philippines, and uh, you you're pretty much a guy who regularly visits. Like, I guess twice, thrice a year. Yeah, I try my you know if I can visit twice. You know, this year was twice, so I was I was lucky enough to go twice this year. Man, look at you! Look at you! And um, okay, I, I remember you telling me this when I first saw you at the show. Uh, I asked you, have you had some sleep? And you, you came straight from the airport, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Being the good son that I am, travel all the way from the UK to visit my family. Now, I'm going to go to a wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> no. And you, you didn't just watch the entire show. You even went with us to, to celebrate after and to show some respect afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like, you know, I might as well, like, uh, PWR doesn't come around and the shows doesn't, you know, come off every, every week. So I just thought, you know what, I might as well go, you know. I got time to spend with my family. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, so it's it's been a while since you last last saw a PWR show. I, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the last one was over in the the, the school, I Academy, right? The last show. I think the last show I saw, I remember was uh, it was Crystal's debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long ago was that? Yeah. That was Feb February uh, 2015. Wow. Or, or, or sorry, 2016. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah it's been so, that long. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I remember. You know. All right, so so let let me get your thoughts on the PWR landscape then, because it's been a while. It's been almost two years since your last show. Uh, of, of course, a lot have changed. People have come and gone. Venues have changed. Production values changed. What are your thoughts on PWR so far, from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, um, yeah, the, I can tell that they're putting the, the money, you know, in, in the company. They're investing it back in the company to grow bigger. They got like that um, Titan Tron, you know, that screen or whatever you want to call it, or the yeah. PWR Tron. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that that has a ring to it. Yeah, or the Stan Tron two thousand. No, I can't like. do that. I've been fired, so like I, I cannot. <laughs> I, I, I would love to though, but I can't. Yeah, so yeah, it's good. Uh, you got the ring. Uh, I like the venue. The new venue is very good. You know, it has that very, um, very homey like ECW type of local. You know, like you will have your loyal fans there every time. Yeah, that's the feel that I got from it. You know, it's very good and. Uh, yeah, JDL told me the selling point is, is air condition. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you ever got to watch one of our shows back when we didn't have the AC. No, no. I was no yeah, the... You're one of the lucky ones then. Oh, one of the lucky ones. <laughs> but, um, okay, so you've wrestled in several types of venues, right? Like, like you've wrestled at camps, you've wrestled at uh, all sorts of arenas and halls in the UK. Yeah. Where, the, where does the Power Max Center uh, stand among all these venues you've wrestled well, at? I, yeah, I would say it's, uh, it's up there because, uh, for one, like, you have like a proper locker room, you know? You have like a shower. Some of the venues I wrestled, you don't even have a locker room. You just have like a hallway and that's pretty much where everybody changed and planned their matches and, you know. All right, so you, you've been in the business, what, over a decade, right? Yeah, maybe I could say over, over a decade. Okay, so in that time, what's the worst locker room you've been in or like the worst venue you've ever uh, found yourself at? 
think that was uh, what was it? I forgot where, where it was, but uh, it was like a community center, and all we had was like a kitchen, so there was no toilets at all. So you had to share. There was not even any chairs to sit down. So everybody sat on the floor, and you know, if people need to go, they had to go to the sink. <laughs> oh know? shit! Yeah, that's uh, and it was very warm as well. You know. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So of course, when someone had to go in the sink, you would all just look away, right? Yeah, but we would say, "Hey, man, watch this flashback," you know? <laughs> <laughs> and let alone if there's a female worker there as well. So that would be even more trickier. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that would be very awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, I, I told you that you didn't get to watch those shows back when we didn't have the AC. So the arena we used to uh, hold the shows at, Makati Cinema Square, uh, the dressing room is much smaller. It's probably just one-eighth of this room we're at oh, right okay. now. Right? So, so it was so small. Again, didn't have any bathrooms either. So the talent at the time would have to take a piss in Gatorade bottles. Gatorade bottles? Okay, I won't drink Gatorade from now on when I go to a <laughs> PWR show. So guys, take note. Imagine, right? Like w- when it's newly bought, it's pink. It's orange or it's purple, and then after the show, it's like a darker shade of orange. <laughs> so yeah, yeah just, just trading these war stories, which is pretty weird, right? Like I, I'm pretty sure that uh, people who, people who know what, how it is to produce a wrestling show or be part of a wrestling show, you always have these these kooky stories, right? Like like, like battle scars of some sort. But um, okay, so so l- let's flip that on its head. What's the best venue you found yourself working at? The best venue. It was. Um think it was one of those uh how do you call it like it's one of those uh, theaters so about like a 700 seater theaters like with good spotlights and everything so i think people go there to see an opera but they have a wrestling ring in the middle instead of on the stage so they put you in the middle so that was quite i forgot where it was but it's one of those um holiday camps that you go to so that reminds me of the setting for the UK tournament in WWE. I'm not sure if you, you, you got to catch yeah, something, that. something right? like that. Yeah, in yeah, Blackpool, yeah. there's this arena. It's like a concert hall, but yeah, they yeah. had a wrestling yeah, ring. Yeah, like you imagine people going to see an opera or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's one of those Looks kind extra of classy. Yeah, so it's one of those venues. So the last time we had you on the podcast, uh, you were training with 4FW, right? Yeah. So are, are, are you still training with them or have, have you gone back to competing in the ring full time? So what, what's been up with Sausai King since uh, 2015? Yeah, um, you know, I have five kids now, five different... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same, just getting involved in the wrestling business, you know, doing shows here and there, um, doing uh, training here and there for the next generation of wrestlers, you know. I think it depends what you really want out of it, you know, so as long as you're enjoying it, something to do with wrestling, you know. Like, like you know, you, you do this podcast, you know, you enjoy it because it's something to do with wrestling. So yeah. it depends what you want out of it. So out of, um, I, I, I guess in the time since we last talked, have there been any of your students who found themselves, say, with a bigger profile or, you know, because the, uh, the UK scene has experienced some sort of growth over the last, over the last year because of WWE putting its focus on it and, and, you know, the emergence as well of British talent. So have, have there been any of your trainees or students who've found there's, themselves, you know, more famous? There's one of them, uh, it's more like a colleague rather than a student, um, Tiger Ali. Okay. Yeah, he was uh, actually selected for the UK tournament, but of course, in the end, they kind of, you know, they kind of had to cut some of the guys. Right. Unfortunately, he was one of those guys cut, but uh, only because he has that um, Arab gimmick, you know. So it doesn't yeah. really go well, you know, like Arab gimmick and from the UK, they want like your typical UK guys, your UK wrestlers. So they they, they went more towards the Caucasian UK. Yeah, yeah, wrestlers. because you can't really go. Um, it's like you're going to a cruiserweight, and oh man, this guy's like over two hundred something pounds, you know. So it didn't make sense. Right. You know? But at least. I think it was something that they saw in him. It's like, oh yeah, he can wrestle, you know. So he can wrestle well. So he's worth a shot. In in the time since we last talked, uh, who are the more famous names who've passed through 4FW? Because you know the, the indie scene has 
has also been really bustling over the last uh, couple of years. So um, who have you worked with in the last couple of years who you know has really been getting a lot of attention? I mean, some of them like didn't work with, but uh, I think some of them like I have you know I have more or less have in contact with or like in the same show. I mean, you've seen like Fergal, you know, he's Finn Balor now. Yep. So you got Pete Dunne. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember Pete Dunne. He was like, I think he was like 15 or 16. When you first met him? Yeah, yeah. He was just like no confidence whatsoever. And he said, hey, man, like this is the time like, you know, I was, you know, in my WWE tryout kind of period. Okay. He was more like, hey, man, I'm skinny. I'm a bit spotty as well. This is what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it kind of sticks out someone who's, who lacks confidence. And I said, hey, man, like, you never know. Vince might be looking for this now. You know, it might be. I said, the wrestlers then didn't look the same as they did now. So you never know what the, what's going to be in the future. You know, so, I mean, look at him now. He did, you know, he did well. He did better than me, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, um, it, you know, I, I just watched this match with Enzo Amore uh, on 205 Live this past week. And... It it it's really uh, amazes me how uh, how this guy just has so much swagger, he oozes charisma. Um, how how would you describe that lack of confidence that you uh, you perceive from that time? Yeah, but I think uh, that's good as well because um, you know sometimes you have to you have to vent out what you're feeling, yeah. and then someone can just say, "Hey, man, you shouldn't be like this." Then someone you just need someone to tell you, you know, point in the right direction. You know, but like I said, I'm happy for him because he's like, uh, you know, like he was on roll, like you said, you know. So that's sort of like, I don't know how you put it, like the Daniel Bryan of the UK wrestler. So he's like paving the way, like, oh, you know, this is what a UK wrestler looks like. And they can, you know, they can perform, they can entertain the crowd. So it's kind of like he's also breaking the barrier for us. All right. If that makes um, sense. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Like uh, someone who, descri- uh, who and uh, just aptly puts together the British wrestling scene, you know, when he goes out there. But... For those, for, for our listeners who aren't so familiar with British wrestling, like uh, the type of people and that they can't identify what it is that separates British wrestling from the pack, how would you describe it? How would you describe the, the style or the type of superstars or wrestlers that uh, you would expect when you say British wrestling? I think British wrestling is more like, uh, you, they're more technical, you know? It's more like, you know, they, they do quite good on chain and, you know, less, uh, less flashy, you know, American style, you know, high-flying or flashy moves. You know, like it's more like technical and more like uh, grappling and brawling type of type of thing. But like, but I think that's why you know Pete Dunne kind of emphasizes that like this is your basic you know British style, British wrestler look. You know, he's not trying to be like one of those you know American you know. So he's basically he's not he's not a showman. He's not a high flyer. Yeah, he's just showing like oh this is like basic you know this is a British style of wrestling, sort of a. Has that world of sport influence? If that, if they understand what that means, world of sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, would it be fair to, to make that connection? Uh, that, that's where it draws from the world of sport days. Like that's why, that's why British wrestling has always been associated with the chain, with the technical, uh, technical side of, of, of the of the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think it's good because you know, maybe their maybe their grandparents or whatever watching that, so more or less it influenced you know it influenced the style, and you just kind of develop where it is now. Okay, so we've kind of set the table, at least for, for our listeners who aren't so familiar. And I, I'd like to think that, you know, th- there aren't a lot, but still, we like to cater to everybody here on, uh, on the podcast. Um, you, you've seen PWR from its infancy to where we are now. We're in year four, and we've held, uh, we've held shows all, um, all over the, uh, the city, right? But, but in terms of the style of Philippine wrestling, from someone like yourself on the outside looking in, how do you describe our style? 
I think, well, a million dives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, because maybe I think I saw quite a lot of dives on that show. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but the people love it, you know. Um, I think it's still in, uh, it's still, uh, in the very early stages. Let's say if, uh, if, PW, if Phil- Philippine wrestling was a kid, it's still a teenager. It's finding out who he is. Is he going to be like one of those, you know, he's finding their image. Am I goth? Am I uh, normal? You know, do I like pop music? Do I like rock music? If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, totally it's, still, nice. so it's still finding its way, I think. I still can say, oh, that's a Philippine style of wrestling. Because I can tell some of them when I see them wrestle, I said, I bet you this guy watches a lot of Japanese wrestling. Or I bet you this guy watches a lot of WWE, if that, you know. That's the feeling I get anyway, you know. There's still a lot of influence there, but they still haven't found their style. Can you I'm name these people? Like, can, can you name certain uh, certain PWR wrestlers you saw and then you thought, oh, he watched a lot of Puro or he watched a lot of Lucha or a lot of WWE? Well, I think like that uh, Ralph guy, I can tell he's a Japanese, uh, you know, Japanese wrestler. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or oh, is that like a common thing? So, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, my, uh, that's my feeling on it. And then... Um, and then there were some guys as well uh, that really stick out. Um, that network guy, the skinny guy, sorry, I didn't know his name. I don't. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, I think uh, him, he knows, he understands the character. You know, he doesn't have to do... It's one of those, like, you don't have to do much. Uh-huh. Your character does it, so he gets it, you know? But do you get the character? Like, uh, the, the, the network as a whole, it references something that's very uniquely Filipino. So for someone like yourself who isn't here a whole lot, do you get the reference? I think uh, more, more or less, you know, because, um, because the network is like... It's one of those like is it one of those like you you recruit someone? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the Ponzi scheme or pyramid schemes. Yeah, because I, yeah, because I think coming from a from a different perspective, you can just see like there's still networking. It's like you introducing yourself. You know, it's not recruiting, but you know, letting everybody know who you are and such and such. You know, so before you know, oh yeah, he's, he's in my network. So I think I kind of get it. You know. So yeah, I mean those earphones look like they're from the network. But, uh, you know, <laughs> good catch, yeah. yeah, yeah screen, yeah. by the way. But yeah, I think uh, yeah he he gets the character, which is good. And there was that other guy; he was able to uh, get a catchphrase over, which is very hard to do. Wait, you know? sorry, which one? Which one? Um, Redrick Mahaba. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Right. So I asked him about that. I said, "Man, it's like how do people know?" He was shouting, the, "My partner, my partner." Yeah. So he said he built it up, but I said, "So he gets it as well. He he gets it because sometimes the character, you know." So it's very important, you know, the, the character. So I think those two kind of stuck out to me. They said, oh, yeah, he got, they, they get it. it. It's nice that you bring those two up because those two did feud against one another sometime oh. last year. So they, they their rivalry culminated in this uh, huge Revolution X match. So, so like a David versus Goliath type of thing? Yeah, yeah. Except the roles were reversed because the, the Goliath was the good guy and the David was the bad guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it was a nice little play on that uh, stereotype, right? So, all right, um, from, from what you've seen so far, and I, uh, I, I like this because I'm picking your brain given that you know, you've, you've got experience in the industry. What are the areas where PWR is, is strong at right now? Areas where you know, the company is excelling to a certain extent? I mean, the one thing I would say is like, I can tell that you have loyal fans. So that's what's going to keep you in business. Loyal, it means like they're going to be there, they're going to follow the storylines, but of course you need to keep them hooked. Yeah. You know, and of course you need to win some new fans over as well. Um, like especially now you got like um looming competition, potential competition on the way, which is good, you know. Um yeah, and I said the setup you have everything already, but uh but yeah, I think that's what's good with PWR. I mean the other stuff that I would say is like they need to they still need to brush up on the basics, some of the basic stuff with the wrestling, you know. So You mentioned the uh you mentioned the fan the fan base, right? What is it about the, the Filipino fans from your end that you find to be 
so appealing or, or something encouraging if you were part of the company? When I watched it, um, the, the regime came out and they were cheering and, and they just came out. They didn't do anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, I was like, wow, man, they're like very uh, appreciative of, uh, you know, like um, international talent coming over. So, of course, me, if I'm like an international talent, I'd be like, oh, man, like I feel so welcome, you know. Because, like, you know, some people, they go to Japan. They go, oh, shit, man, I'm not going to impress this crowd. Like, you know, and then they're very welcoming. It's like, oh, man, I want to take a photo. Oh, man, that's amazing. It's like they're they're more like they're there to go, oh, man, I'm going to be here to be entertained rather than, okay, impress me. What have you got? You know, that kind of mindset, I think. That, that's the feel I got anyway. You know? Have you ever uh, stepped into a venue or stepped into a town where they had no idea who you were and then, you know, you just came out and... It, it was just a challenge to get them on your side to get the reactions you wanted out of them yeah yeah I mean I think most of the time you know especially if you work like different places they don't know who you are they don't know the story they don't know the background you know to you to them they're just you know you're just another wrestler pretty much you know but with this such and such character but again that's why I kind of differentiate myself because you know you get the British guys and you get oh man it's like a Chinese assassin you know so I kind of stand out, you know, so that's great. You still don't talk, do you? Yeah. Or do you, uh, do you get on the mic now or are you still not? I kind of go on the mic now, like, you know, cut a promo here and there, you know, so to piss people off or, you know, get do them you speak on in English or do you speak in uh, the, the Chinese bits that you know? Uh, kind of in, in English now, so, but, uh, but yeah. Okay, because like the last, I remember the last time we talked, you would keep yourself to these Hokkien phrases that, you know, you would learn from your parents. Yeah. Basically the same shit I grew up on. So, like, uh, like I remember you would say the Diao No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means it's over, it's oh, finished. Word, Did you just listen to the podcast before? Uh, no, yeah. no, I remember like, this. refresh, you This know? is professionalism, yeah, my friend. Professionalism. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is. I told you, like, I was the fifth guy, but, you know. <laughs> so, they, they cut my pay. So, I just did that, uh, the... The jobber, the jobber, <laughs> yeah. Just, just so you guys know, it was me on the wheelchair. Um, yeah, so nobody spotted that. I remember. Um, I think this was after the show uh, when the meet and greet was going on. I went over to you, and you were telling me that uh, th- there was something about the video package that really caught your attention. What was it about? What was it about the video packages uh, that that we put out there? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's very helpful. Like me, I just arrive. I'm jet lag as fuck. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What? Well, why is this match happening? What's the background? So, so yeah, the video package helps a lot to understand. Oh, okay. So I see what's at stake here now. You know, because which is good because if you, if you're just a casual fan, you'd understand. Oh, what's at stake? So you know, there's more at stake. So you get emotionally attached to the match, which is important. Because if you're not, it's like oh, there's nothing at stake. Then whatever, man. Who wins? You know, and they understand as well the rules and such and such. So I think that helps a lot. No. From your experience of having gone from city to city or town to town and you know, putting up all these shows, um, what would you say are the points for improvement on our end, aside from, say, aside from the basics, which you already mentioned a few minutes ago? Yeah, I think uh, maybe like, but again, you said it's on, on the social media, the backstage segments. Maybe they can increase the backstage segments or you know, put some pyros. <laughs> One day, maybe. You know, I mean, I think WWE doesn't use pyros anyway. Yeah, but, they don't. They don't anymore. Yeah, but this is PWR. Uh, they will use pyros, you know. And, if, if we find a place that allows us to blow shit up, yeah. and if we can afford to finally buy pyro, I think yeah. there are some people in the company who would like that. Oh, yeah. Just so you know, next time, I want my wages double. I want pyros as well, okay? So uh, <laughs> just, just to put that in there, you know, if you're tr- trying to book me again next time. <laughs> um, but no, no, I think, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's, very, it's very good. I mean, I think the setup, setup-wise, you're, you know, they, you got pretty much everything already, you know, so for, for an indie promotion, you know. Um, oh, one more thing that, that kind of bothers me, but it's not a big deal. No, no, go the, ahead, go ahead. 
the championship belts, man. Stop those Velcros, man. It feels like a toy sometimes, my opinion. But then again, you 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 have to do what you know what's available. So right, I understand right. that. But just to me, you know, like maybe it's just me. When I see a Velcro, I say, oh, that's a kid's toy, you know. Right. But it doesn't mean like the belt doesn't look legit. I mean, don't get me wrong. The belt the belts looks nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's just, it's just some minor details, you know. No, no, I I, I totally appreciate that because it's not something that anybody can just call out. You know what I mean? Like uh, and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that, that bit too. And I'd like to think that uh, that criticism comes from a place of you know wanting the company to improve. In the sense that you know you want everything to look legitimized as much as possible. So I, I for one, appreciate that feedback, and uh, I'd, I'd like to think that everybody else in the company feels the same way. So um, let, let, let's talk about you now, or, or more about you, and you know, um, catch up with your career where it's been. Like, how often uh, do you find yourself working shows now nowadays, or, or is, is your time still more focused on the training, or is it? A healthy balance of both i think it's a healthy balance of both you know but like i said like you know social media is a big help you know getting bookings and whatnot you know and but like i said i'm still the same very picky bastard I'll yeah be last time because last time we talked you were telling me that you were very picky about social media you didn't want to post anything you didn't want to update your photos and all that yeah, i'm actually like thinking about deactivating it but i think it's, i'm gonna lose too much you know i'm very you know i mean I think my Twitter, I, I updated like last, last, I don't know, for a while, you know, since I updated it because I don't really, you know, I don't do social media very, you know, very much. But, okay, how, how many of your bookings actually come from social media as opposed to, say, a referral or an email? It's more like a combination because more of them, like, I know the guys, I said, hey, man, you want to work this? So that's pretty much it. That's a book. Yeah, so it's a referral. Yeah, yeah. or sometimes I go to a show. One guy said, oh, hey, man, I want to use you for another show. So such and such. So Okay, um, for... So I'm sure we have listeners who are very curious about the indie life, right? Especially when you're not in the Philippines. Because uh, obviously here in the Philippines, it, it's baby steps for us. But over in a place like the UK where there is an indie wrestling scene, there are a lot of promotions out there. How, um, first of all, how, how hard is it to get booked or how easy is it to get booked? And second, um, how, uh, how many shows in a month would you consider to be acceptable so you can you know, have a sustainable lifestyle? I think it would really vary because some promoters pay this, some promoters pay that, or some some of them will pay for your travel, pay for your hotel, you know, such and such. So it's a mixture of, you know, it's a mixture of everything, really. I think it's your own gig. And um, I think one thing I mentioned is politics. Yeah. You know, politics plays a big part in wrestling. If you know this guy, you know that guy. You know, even if that guy doesn't wrestle good, but, oh, hey, you know what, he's, uh, he's in the good side of that promoter. Well, he'll book him anyway. So that's, if that makes sense. So, and no, he totally does, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, in the indie, I'm not sure if it's the same here. Like you also tend to get clicks, right? Yeah, you know, so you will get them. It's like, oh, you know what? They're they're like clicks. So if I'm booked, oh, you know what? Try to get my buddy booked, you know. And it happens, but like I said, I'm not saying, you know, I have one, but I'm saying like I I can see it, you know, going to different you know places. I can say, oh yeah, the click is here, like in back of my head. But again, that's the reality of wrestling. It's politics, you know. In terms of say the average, like what's the average number of bookings you would get in a month? I think it would vary. You know, you get from like. I don't know, let's say from 10, 10 to 12, let's say if you wrestle twice a week or, you know, and it's some of them is like seasonal as well. If you got the holiday camps, yeah, you know, and that's, that's pretty much a fixed contract. So 12 months in a year, which would you say are the strongest years and the leanest years by comparison? I think it's very, it's just something I don't think about. It's just one of those, yeah, it's there, it's there, you know. I don't go, all right, let's do a graphic analysis of this, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, that's, that's what, all I can say, really. All right. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not sure if I ever got to ask you this, if, if we ever got to ask you this uh, when we first had you on, but like, um, if if you could go back, say, find the sauce I came from when you were starting out, right, yeah. and like give him the advice from what you know now, what's the first bit of advice you'd share? One hundred percent, learn Chinese, because I would have been signed by WWE if I had learned Chinese properly. <laughs> yeah. So, so that remains that remains the biggest. Uh, would it be fair to call it, like, say, the biggest chip on your shoulder? No, no, it's not a chip on my shoulder. Like I said, um, it's not like it may sound weird. Like WWE is not the be all end all. You know, everybody has like their different. You know, they want something out of it. You yeah. know, like me, I said, okay, man, WWE. You know, I gave it a shot. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe you know, then you know, Japan. Japan is the next. You know, sort of the WWE dream for me. You know, just to wrestle in Japan. Yeah, so that's my next. You know, what's the most far flung place that you've uh, wrestled at? Like, have you, uh, have you wrestled in a far-off country outside of the UK or, you know, somewhere in Europe? No, there was one that's... I, I think I mentioned it last time. It was Italy. It's meant to be in Italy. I, I, I don't think I remember this. Right. Oh, okay. No. Uh, yeah, there was, one, there was one promoter who wanted to book, uh, book us um, in Italy. He said, you know, you pay for the travel, the hotel. So to me, it's like, you know, it's a free holiday. Then I'm not sure if it was in the news here. Then there was a big earthquake. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So he went from people. Oh, you know what? They're more in like in crisis mode, and they were they're more like oh, getting back on their feet. So they don't really want to be spending on you know. So he canceled the show. I said, of course, of course, I understand. I'm not gonna say, oh, you know, what? I don't give a shit, man. Like, you need to pay me, you know, such and such. I said, yeah, man, I understand. You know, it's not like you don't you don't tell people. I know you had an earthquake, but can you please just go watch the rest of the show? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would be very insensitive like, and inconsiderate. Yeah, it's like telling people, hey, man, I know it's flooded, but can you just go to the PWR show? <laughs> Well, I think they're going to go anyway, but... <laughs> right. I, I get that. I kind of get that. You know. So, um, ha- have you wrestled outside the UK, like in, in another country, though? Well, it was meant to be on Sunday, um, and, um, but... Uh, <laughs> but uh, JDL got in the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, my ego got in the way, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so let, let's take it back to the Sunday, because I, I want to share this story on the podcast. So, um, at the Vendetta After Party, if you could call it that... <laughs> So we were all kicking back a few drinks. You're talking about the highlights? <laughs> you were saying no. To, be, to, to paint a very fair and accurate picture of you, you were saying no because you said you were, uh, you were jet-lagged, right? So I, uh, I, I was standing next to you, and then there was a boot camper who went up to you and asked, Hey, man, I don't think I've seen you at the shows before. And can you share to our listeners what you said to this boot camper who didn't recognize you? Yeah, basically, uh, this boot camper came up to me, and he said, Oh, hey, man, uh, I haven't seen you on the show yet. And I, I just kind of, you know, played. Cool. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm one of their biggest fans. So I just kind of followed them around. So I got a, a big kick out of that, you know. But, uh, but, yeah. Well, you listen to me, you boot camper jabroni. If you ever see you again, you better hide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're actually recording this on a Thursday night. So that's when the rain started to fall and shit started just hitting the fan all over the roads. That's why Rose joined us yep. like midway yep. through the yep. interview. I just got here. Uh, it's been really crazy out there. I hope everyone at this time, I hope everyone who is on the road stays safe. Uh, I'm glad Psyking actually got here before I did because that means... It's, it's all right, Ro. You can tell them I just removed the duct tape in your mouth, <laughs> so you didn't really... Uh... I finally got the, the bounds <laughs> off. But actually, I don't know what you were talking about, so you might as well go ahead just with keep your the handcuff, so line, of, line of questioning. Yeah, yeah. So like before you came in, I was uh, I was asking Sai King to share that uh, you know what he said to that boot camper who didn't recognize him, which <laughs> I I really just find hilarious. And I think this goes back to something uh, to, to a practice in the industry where 
once you enter the arena, once you enter the locker room, you shake everybody's mm-hmm. hand, mm-hmm. right? So um, th- there was a time when I didn't particularly see the importance of it. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I finally got into PWR, I was like, okay, this makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. At, at the very least, you get to know who's who so you know who's actually part of the company and who's not, <laughs> right? But I, I think the, the, uh, the bigger takeaway from the story we just shared is the fact that uh, uh, for starters, not everybody knows who you are, which is really unfortunate. And we should make an effort to, you know, introduce you to like every single member. Yeah, of that's the why roster. I don't get booked because uh, people don't really know who the hell is this guy. <laughs> but you, you were all, you were just here earlier this year, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. my uh, brother's birthday. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what it is with people because like apparently there are still some boot campers who uh, don't recognize our guest over here. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there were fans who were just looking in your direction because you were all, you, you were by yourself at the show. It's pretty clear that uh, you you are somehow involved with PWR or somehow involved with with the industry. With wrestling, yeah. yeah I was just giving out those uh, pizzas, you know, so, uh, was yellow cab. Yeah, so uh, please sponsor me as well. Yeah, so. it's good. No, no, we we have our close personal friend is with the yellow cab, so I think we can make that happen. Yeah, he, he works with marketing. He oh, he's got a direct hand yeah. in all of this. Yeah, but I have to say um, one thing. Uh, I have to say the PWR locker room. Um, I they always make me feel welcome. And uh, they get the etiquette, you know, like I've just showed up in the locker room, everyone would just shake my hand and, you know, say hello. Just a small thing, mm-hmm. you know, just just to make me feel welcome. And I appreciate it, you know, from the outside. I mean, I'm sure you had the, they had the same etiquette with the regime when they, you know, you made them feel very welcome. Absolutely. You know, so that would just, you know, reflect. I can just say, oh, you know what, it's nice working there. You make you feel welcome. Because so I've been to locker rooms, it's like, man, big egos in that locker Cold room, man. Yeah, they buy their own hype, you know. Wow. What's the most awkward locker room you've stepped into? Oh, there's there's a lot, man. Like I said, especially if the click is there, you know, ah, yeah, they yeah. they uh, they they keep to themselves, you know. But me, I just go there, you know. I do my thing, then you know, whatever, you know. I don't really want to stress over small things like that, you know, politics. They let them let them do their game, you know. If that if that's what's make them happy, then let them do that, you know. So I'm I'm curious because I know in the WWE they uh, they try to make it a point to have everybody stay until the end of the show. Yeah. So in the UK, in the indie scene over there, do people do the same, or, or once your match is over, you're out of there? I think it varies. Like, um, like the last show we had, um, this guy had to wrestle the opening, opening match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then after that, he had to go straight away because he had to drive like an hour and a half because he's main eventing the other show for a different company. Wow. Holy shit! Same night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, that's yeah. normal, by the way. So <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> no, so, no, I, I think I, I saw this in person with Zack Saber Jr. Because okay. the ICW show I caught uh, last Juicy. year. Yeah, yeah. So he worked the first half, and then by intermission he had his shirts out, and I got to meet him, show mm-hmm. design, and all that. And then by the end of the show, his merch was gone, and so was he. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I asked some of the guys, and they were like, "Oh yeah, he must have had another show." And I, I uh, is this a this is a normal thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a normal thing. But like I said, this is where like doing it on the fly really helps. Because imagine you you came you yeah. come in, yeah. they already planned the match, and you have no idea what you're doing. And I said, "Oh yeah, just call it, okay, no problem, man." So, so and one more thing as well, like you may see one guy doing the opening match. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people think, oh, man, it's probably shit, you know, whatever. But I'm saying, like, you know, then you never know, like, he's the world champion of the other company. Mm-hmm. So you can't always just judge just because they're where they are on the card, you yeah, know. Yeah, okay. So people should also think about that as well. But, yeah, so it's just normal. It's not like, but I think it is there, of course. He would say goodbye to everybody. Oh, hey, guys, man, I'm gross. I have to go. So shake everybody's hand and whatnot. Say goodbye, you know. So, okay, um, since I, I mentioned that one experience I had watching actual British wrestling, um, I, I gotta ask, where does the habit of singing at the shows come from? Football. Football, yeah. Yeah, football. Sense. When they watch, just watch a, like, a football game on telly, you'll see they just, you know. Because they do it like when the when WWE's in the UK, you can mm-hmm. see yeah, the yeah. crowd is very, you know. Yeah, they would sing for Bailey, for Becky Lynch, yeah, for everyone, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
it all started with beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how about this one? How about the, uh, you know, when the announcer goes, the following contest is scheduled for one fall. They go, one fall! Where does that come from? <laughs> that I really don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I think I just kind of see people doing it, then, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, it just it's a re- re- relatively recent practice. It's yeah. one of those things that yeah. just caught on. Like, yeah. you know, before, like, they did the what thing. It just caught on randomly, and then yeah, it yeah. was the yes thing. Yeah. yeah. Then now I don't know what's the thing now. So the one fall thing. No, one fall is actually fun because it, yeah. it, it feels very interactive with the ring announcer because yeah, normally yeah. people don't interact with the announcer, right? Yeah. So uh, at that ICW show, the announcer does that, and the crowd went, one fall. So when I came back for the next show, I talked to Poch, uh, our ring announcer. I'm like, hey, why don't you leave like a beat for the audience to say one fall and see if, you know, if it'll catch on. And like the first few shows, he didn't catch on. And later on, I started hearing him do it. I'm like, oh my God, they're finally catching on. But I'm, so, so I'm not saying that it was because I told Poch to like, leave yeah. the space. But I, I guess you know, watching the UK tournament or watching you know, all these other uh, British promotions probably helped that trend catch on. But it's, it's just uh, really amusing to me how British fans have their own flavor when it comes to being participative at a show, right? Um, were there any chants that stood out to you from from this Sunday show? Like, even if, if uh, like, whether in English or Tagalog, like anything that just stood out with the way the fans were interacting? I think the, what was it? The, the keyboard warrior was funny. <laughs> I, I like the pun on that one. Yeah. You know, and they started chanting with the other parts of the PC, like yeah. motherboard. Motherboard. <laughs> yeah. Wait, then, whose match is this for? Uh, the All Out War match. Yeah. Oh. I think this guy hit the guy with a keyboard and he started, oh, keyboard warrior. And I was like, oh, man, I, pre- I, I saw the pun in that. It was, yeah. You know, yeah. But I think the crowd were like, they're just there to have fun, mm. which, is, yeah. which is good, you know? Yeah, because I even asked how much a ticket was. Then I said, well, compare that buying buying a cinema ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, how many hours of entertainment would you get? You right, know, right, and it's right. and it's an interactive as well. Yeah. You know, cinema you just sit down, eat your popcorn, that's it. In there you get to chat, you, you get to giggle people. I can see like some of them are like couples, a family. They're yeah, having yeah. a good time, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, and I'm, I'm there like trying to stay awake with my jet, <laughs> <laughs> trying to not disrespect yeah. you guys. You know, because <laughs> imagine it's like, oh man, he's falling asleep in my match. So you know. Yeah, man, we were looking at you the whole time. Oh, were you? I forgot where you seated. But uh, was that any different from your previous PWR experiences? Like, was it anything different this time from how they were reacting before? No, I think uh, I think the the crowd is definitely bigger. You know, mm-hmm. it's livelier. Yeah, and like I said, the venue and you got sponsors, man. Mm-hmm. You, like a legit, you know, proper you know, company that's growing. That's right. You no, know, it means it's catching on. You know. Um, from uh, ha- have you ever been part of uh, a promotion that started up? Like, have you ever had to go through, to say, the growing pains? Yeah, um, yeah, 4FW was there from. I mean, not from the beginning, but still, you know, when they're like, if you've seen the setup of 4FW now compared to the, you know, compared so, to the early days. So, in terms of the organization or like you know working behind the scenes, uh, what what's the what's the best uh, takeaway you've learned from that experience that you could probably share to, you know, the, the new promotions coming up here in the country or you know PWR even though we're in year four. I think it's um, it's a bit random, but it's something that really sticks out to me that I think you guys should do anyway. Like mm-hmm. nobody knows how to assemble the ring. Yeah. You know because how do you say it? It's like if you're eating something. Yeah. It's better if you know how to cook it from the start. Rather mm-hmm. than just eating it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like I know it's, I know you guys got your crew, you yeah, spoiled yeah. bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's very important, like even me, like mm-hmm. when the show finished, I just stayed a bit because I wanted to see how the ring was assembled, mm-hmm. how it was disassembled. And like I didn't see any of that. Like any of the boot campers would have just like mm-hmm. stayed and watched or even helped out. But again, maybe it's different because because I think JGL told me like, oh, they don't want the uh, the crew touching your sh- you know, touching the ring, you know, because they I know think what it's they're the other doing. way around. They don't want us touching the ring. 
okay. I think because of storage and security. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I see. That's what I heard as well. Um, yeah, because I think like for me, like you know, okay, you're not allowed, to, but just watch, just try to mm-hmm. understand it, how it works. Because sometimes like that knowledge would just, yeah, yeah. You know, like sometimes I would go to a range, like oh man, there's no, uh, there's no spring on this. Oh man, there's no padding, or you know, because I I know it from you know, you need to know where you work. It's true. Yeah, it's like you're going to your office. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know where my table is set up. How's my laptop set up? I know it's like a silly thing, mm-hmm. but it's one thing I told them. It's like, oh, you guys need to. So what happens is like, I don't know, if you're, all your crew bailed out, then nobody knows how to assemble the ring. That's, that's true, it. You're true. screwed as a company just because nobody knows how to assemble the ring. You know, I know it's like a silly thing, but that's mm-hmm. just like a basic, you know, like a basic. No, thing. no, I get you. I get you. But I've also, I've also actually wanted to help set up the ring. The first time we got it, like a couple of years ago, but... As you mentioned, uh, apparently there's a thing. I don't know who came up with the rule. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, um, only the people who have the ring, who store the ring, and are tasked to bring it to and from show, are able to are allowed to assemble the ring. It's also the reason I heard was that yeah, Stan mentioned uh, it's a security thing that if anything gets lost it might be on us you know stuff like that I've oh. actually never really known the real reason why but so I remember yeah. um, watching what is it like a second show just another place that I went to it was another PWR show I remember yeah. and I, I went to the ring like for a bit with JDL mm-hmm. and I said you know like your bottom rope is a bit loose mm-hmm. and like they didn't know that because I had to spot that so to me sometimes like mm-hmm. You know, are you guys wrestling with the loose rope or with the loose turnbuckle? Mm-hmm. And but like for for some people, that probably doesn't really make a difference. But to people who work inside the ring, that really makes a world of a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like imagine if somebody just yeah. will do a dive and it snaps, yeah. then you break your neck or something. Then, you know, yeah. only because oh yeah, for me, I knew I I know that that was a bit loose. Yeah. You know, so maybe. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. But again, right. maybe that's just me. But of course, you know, it's different here. You oh, know, totally you understandable. Have I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like, um, and I, I was telling you before Ro came in, you know, uh, the perspective, the feedback really is different from someone who's been in the industry, who really works mm-hmm. um, in, in the business. So I, I like to think that the feedback really helps yeah. you know, for, for, for what, it, what it's worth. Um, I'm going to ask you a question earlier, but I forgot. Because <laughs> I, I, uh, I, like, I'm still adjusting to this new schedule. I, I if, I'm a, if I'm a big fan and follow you guys around, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> Well, I, I can say as well, like, I'm, I'm quite happy, like, each time I go home now, I can just say, oh, is there a wrestling show on? Whereas before, I wouldn't even think about asking anybody, mm-hmm. is there a wrestling show yeah. on? So it kind of means, like, you know, you revive Philippine wrestling. And mm-hmm. let alone, like you said, there's a potential, what, other two competitors, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you headed to the sh- other show this Saturday? I'm not really aware of what they're uh, doing, you know, because, <laughs> you know, if I go there, maybe I'll be really the good son and, like, miss all the family time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But uh, am I allowed to mention all these other companies or not? Oh, uh, yeah, we have. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Have. we, we have. We have talked about them. I mean, if you want to answer an open challenge, then go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, There's so, an open challenge. Yeah, so MWF, um, just so you know, um, my wages are still doubled. So if you pay me, <laughs> if you pay me up front, you know. But, uh, but yeah, all the best to you guys. So, you know. So, okay. Oh, there, there. I remember what I was supposed to bring up. And this is something related to the locker room. So when you entered last Sunday, I'm not sure if you noticed the Tekken setup. Yeah, no, I noticed it. Yeah, you spoiled bastards. Because <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, like, what was the most amusing setup you've ever seen entering a locker room? Like, have you ever had someone just play, playing video games or having karaoke or some shit? Uh, stripper setup. <laughs> stripper pole setup. That's a dream. Yeah. Uh, no, like, uh, I think the most I had was, what was it? There was, like, a small... Um, what do you call it? Like a buffet table with sandwiches mm-hmm. and you know, catering. Some, some wow. yeah. I'd like that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, but it's not catering. like proper. It's like the promoter just kind of good, like put a table there and he had like his uh, 
guys to make some sandwich and whatever. It's just like snacks for us mm-hmm. too, you yeah. know, which is good. Hey, I bring my own lunch to the PWR show, yeah, so true. I would take that any yeah. day of the week. Not the only one, though. Yeah, but no, I saw it. I was like, oh, so this is how you guys prepare. You play like you play like video games and eat pizza. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, for, uh, you know that was the first time. It yeah, happened. it was the first time. Oh, that, that yeah. Something like that has happened. Yeah, so I, I did tell. Uh, can, can we say who brought the Tekken game? Uh, uh, sure. The yeah. Twins. So yeah, so the Yolo twins brought them, and I had to send them a message after the show to tell them. You know what? I appreciate that you brought the Tekken because it helped me calm my nerves down. <laughs> oh my word! Yeah, but yeah, um, that's one more thing. I asked for a separate locker room, so that's why uh, they canceled <laughs> and a separate Tekken game as well. You so. call us a spoiled bastard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, you're heading back to the UK in, a, I think, a week, right? In about a week. So what what do you have planned for when you go back there? Do you have like a series of shows booked for the holiday season, a couple of camps to go to? Uh, I think I plan to go back on my proper diet, you know? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I try to put on uh, size. So obviously when you put on size, you can't just put on muscle, you're going to put on some fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's my plan. And then, you know, just see how, see how it goes. I think I got a show coming up in December. I think second week of December. I don't really know the details yet. It's somewhere... Hiding in the internet, you know. But are you the type to go dirty bulk, or how, how do you? What, what I do dirty. I do dirty bulk, especially here. <laughs> yeah, it's cheaper yeah. to go on a buffet here. That's true. That's true. You know, then you know, wash the dish. I hate washing the dishes. <laughs> um, but no, really, it's uh, you got like those uh, Japanese buffets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got your sushi. You got your fish and carbs. Yeah. You know, that's it. Your soldier. Really. In the middle of the table. So yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but like I said, the, the problem with buffets, like you have this mentality. You know, I, I'm gonna get my money's worth. Mm-hmm. I, you know, people tend to overeat. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, so that's that's. But like I said, to me, it's it's cheaper just to get to go to a yeah, buffet than, you know. So okay, so you 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 said you're trying to get back in shape. Is there like an ideal weight you try to get to? No, not really a weight. It's more like a it's more like a look, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, like sizes, you know. Size is key for me. I just want to put on a little bit more size, and um, yeah, getting a new wrestling gear soon as well. So that's why hey. I need to get that, uh, you know. It's always a great thing. You should send us photos, which means you have to use your social media. Why oh, yeah. didn't you see it on Sunday? It was with the mask and the wheelchair. Yeah, the only thing is, like, I can't afford anyone to wheel me, so I have to wheel myself to the ring this time. You know. What, what about the what about the really crisp Tagalog slash Spanish accent? That's my, yeah, I put it on. That's that's how I work, man. Yeah, people got work. You know. Yeah. All right. So. Um, if, for the people who would like to find you on social media, even Again, though you don't yeah. update it, uh, yeah, they'll never find me. <laughs> <laughs> How can they find I you on social you. media? Uh, you can find me through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, there's Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter, you know? You're pretty much the only Saucy King on Facebook, aren't you? I think so. I haven't really looked, you know? Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, all sorts of random shit appear if you search your name. Oh, well, really? And, and not really? your name specifically, but you know, uh, there are other stances on Facebook. No. Oh, so who's to say there aren't other Sosai Kings? Yeah, I never really thought of it like that way. But yeah, so yeah, if people want to check me out, so yeah, I'm just like one of the fans who just follows them around, you know, <laughs> yeah. after parties, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, All I, right. I, it's been a blast. Of course, always a pleasure to have Sosai King on the podcast. And we look forward to having you back a third time. And, you know, who knows? We might catch you backstage at another PWR show down the road. Maybe in the ring one day. Sometime. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. You know, the <laughs> fifth member or, you know, yeah. or maybe a surprise entrant in the Rumble or something. <laughs> hey, it's coming up in February. We call it Path of Gold. Yeah, Path yeah, of Gold, see? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So, yeah. Normally, we will end the episode of the podcast with our picks of the week, but not this week because it's been an extra long episode. So if you've stayed with us, thank you so much. Uh, there were a lot of stories shared around. Um, in fact, we didn't even get to talk about Vendetta and how I'm jobless. Uh, that's fine. For now. <laughs> for now. So we'll talk there about that There will be time week. for that, yes. And there, there are some stories that the regime have shared with us that 
are better left unspoken on this podcast okay. yeah, for yeah. a while. Whatever, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, the JDL heel turn, uh, the dive, all, all the dives, all that shit. Uh, <laughs> um, next week when we do the combined PWR and MWF review. So yeah. we haven't done this before, but we found somebody who'll be reviewing both shows yeah. in the same episode. <laughs> so that should be fun for both companies and for all the talents involved, all the crew members involved in both companies. Right? So that's coming up next week. So uh, before um, or in the meantime, then uh, we're gonna be looking forward to MWF Balikbayan, which should be happening now or, by the or time probably you, done. Yeah, yeah, by the time, by the time you're you listening this to this one. podcast, right? So uh, stick around for the review episodes that's coming up next week. Till then, on behalf of Ro Moran and Raf Gamos, my name is Stancy. We're out of here. Sit down. Be humble. Glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 